Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I seek Sean down uh, for for multiple movies, all to murder him after I became pregnant. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. You know, for people who aren't members of our Patreon, who know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about, they're going to be like, holy shit, did, did Rem make a Kill Bill reference? <laughs> they'll be like wow look he's so cultured yeah holy shit i didn't think he'd ever seen a tarantino film good for him uh <laughs> which... oh, it's a good question have i seen a tarantino film i feel like i've probably seen one i mean i can rattle off a couple and you can let me know if you've seen them uh django nope hateful eight nope kill bill nope uh they're not coming to my head uh pulp fiction nope uh inglorious bastards Nope. Reservoir Dogs? Nope. Yeah, I don't think you have much. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, no. Uh, so, like, the fact that you haven't seen Pulp Fiction of all of them, it probably means you haven't seen one. Because I feel like of the ones you would have seen, Pulp Fiction seems like the most likely. Which is uh, why the anime we're covering this week, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, no, I was thinking Glorious Bastards would be the better one. Because, <laughs> you know, we haven't had any Nazis in our podcast lately, and I feel like we just needed to spice it up a little bit. There is an astonishing amount of Nazis in anime. <laughs> there is. There is. Um, which is interesting. Usually they're the bad guys. <laughs> Thankfully. Usually. Yeah. Uh, except for the one time they weren't. But hey, you know, it happens. Uh, <laughs> look, we don't, we just don't talk about Stronheim. That's all. Uh, <laughs> but with that in mind, Rem, uh, you've had a bit of a rough go past couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. For like a, a solid month, it's been rough. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I felt a little bad. I felt a little bad. Uh, so I figured the best way for me to make it up to you is to play to your character a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and what exactly does that entail, Sean? In well, Remington, sense? I've known you for a decade. Yes. Long, long time to know a person. It's true. Means you know them pretty well. You can... Uh, understand some of their mannerisms and what kind of choices they would make in certain situations. Not all the time, because of course people will surprise you. Uh, but I feel like I know you pretty well. And all right. in order to make things more uh, interesting for you. <laughs> but we already had like a coin flip last week. Like <laughs> Exactly. We <laughs> had not? a coin flip last week. I So I felt, you know, that's an arbitrary choice that doesn't really mean anything. And it part of the part of it made it a little too... Uh, unfortunate for him because he definitely has no idea what's on the other side of that coin and i'm not gonna tell you because if i did then that'd ruin it for a future episode uh so instead i'm gonna offer you a choice rem okay and it's not gonna be a choice between two anime all right it's gonna be a choice between the anime i have actually prepared for today <laughs> or one of your favorite temptations rem random gambling because i still have that document with the d20 roll on it 
Oh, no, no, the D20 document. Oh, but it's such so, a cursed document. It oh, is a cursed man. document, but it, to be fair, Rem, I've removed one of the options, and I've decided that if I just want to do more of these uh, D20 anime shenanigans, which I quite frankly enjoy and love mm. because I'm a, I'm a slut for a good roll table, every time we do one, I'm going to replace uh, the anime we uh, covered uh, with one of uh, opposite quality. So okay, for, okay. So I see. for for example, last time we did Kuroko no Basket, which you hated, and it was yep. a low number on the dice. So on uh, the document, I have crossed that one out and replaced it with an anime you did enjoy for us to revisit. Okay. So in theory, okay. every time we do this document and you roll uh, a low number, the next time you roll that low number means that it'll be a good thing for you. So in theory... Here's what I'm thinking, John. Let me think out loud for a second. All right. Think out loud, please. I believe... So I I think it is fair to say you want me to do the D20 choice. Like, that's what Sean wants Remington to do here. And if I... If I'm... Oh, one million... First of all, you can't (laughs) resist rolling a D20. Uh, You're you're a slut for the dice. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, just, just the gamification of it. Um, third of all, I'm going to guess you sort of half-assed the preparation this week. Um, I didn't. I didn't. When I, If you choose the first one, I will tell you I have an anime prepared. But with the, with the preference in mind, like, I think you prefer the random chance element. So I think you would set it up in such a way where if I didn't select the random chance... You would have a shit anime prepared for me, and you would have been like, "Well, you could have chosen a random one," and I, I'd be angry. Ha ha! Hilarity ensues. Um, you, you, you would punish the decision that you want less, so that it can still be enjoyable for you. With you that think, in mind, do you really think that I would do that to one of my dearest friends? Yes. You really think one million percent? <laughs> Undeniably so. So, well, with that that's... in mind. I feel confident that whatever you've prepped this week is shit. Okay. Because it would exist to punish me to not for not giving you a chance to roll a d20, uh, which is like 90% of the reason you live. Um, mm. Like, your head, it's at this point, it's just D&D and waifu. That's it. That's all <laughs> that exists in the Sean brain. And so hey, I think I have you- to, for any chance of getting a decent thing, I have to go d20. And what if I, and uh, provided you lock that answer, and how are you going to react if I tell you that I did try to prepare a good anime for you for the other option? I won't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'll I'll give you a, a second to put down your final answer. Uh, will you choose the anime I have prepared, or will you choose the essentially 55% chance of watching something good? Or the 45% chance of watching something bad to terrible. All right, flip the script on him right now, right this moment. He wouldn't expect it. He'd be surprised. Uh, no, I, I got, I'm a, a, a gamble. Let's do it, D20. You're going to gamble? Okay. Gamble and hope. Locked it in. All right, so uh, just to show that I wasn't bullshitting, uh, the anime we would have watched was one called uh, Asobi Asobase, a workshop of fun. Okay. And the basic premise of that was it's just uh, three girls, uh just screwing around, having a good time, and it's just a slice-of-life comedy. God damn it, that sounds like it might be pleasant. Oh, yeah. No, it's got an 8.1 on mouth. What so. the fuck? Yeah, no. I, I did try, Rem. I did try. This is bullshit, dude. 
Yeah, so all those who wanted us to cover it, you're going to have to wait a bit longer. Sorry about that. Damn it. Uh, so, with that in mind... Ah, <laughs> uh, Rem, remember when I said I've known you for 10 years? <laughs> Fuck, dude. That also, no, because I've known you for that long means I also know what you think I will do. This is all fucked. All right, all right. Well, roll, Remember roll the rock, dice, paper, scissors, Rem? Oh, man. Roll the dice, you son of a bitch. Let's see. Okay. Rolling. <laughs> Taking a picture. I all right. You want to do it like last time where you get re-rolls, or are you going to leave your fate to a single roll of the dice? <laughs> I mean, I obviously, I would prefer re-rolls. All right. I will give you two re-rolls, because that's what you just rolled. A nice, big, sexy two. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would like to re-roll that. All right. I would very, very much like to re-roll a two. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take another picture, and I'm doing it quickly so that you know I'm not bullshitting you. Uh, because for your second re-roll, you got a nice, nice and tasty four, my guy. <laughs> well, I mean, we're moving up in the world, but we're still, like, there's no reason for me to keep this four. When there's 16 higher numbers. So Correct. I, I, I mean, just mathematically, obviously I'm re-rolling again. I will also say, uh, if you roll the three, a three, uh, that is a special episode meant to torture me. <laughs> okay, all right, so if we can split the difference, so that's fine too. Yeah. All right, one, one final re-roll, let's see. Oh no, oh fuck. This is actually the one result I was not prepared to do. Because I didn't think, I, oh fuck, Rem, I'm sorry. What? What the fuck? <laughs> How do I have the worst luck in the world? Uh, it's probably because I'm rolling the dice, Rem. <laughs> so yeah, that's a nat one. That's a nat one, buddy. Um, all right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, be generous. I'm trying to like, because I feel like I feel like you once told me what the nat one was, but I can't like remember. I'm trying to like I'm panicking in my inside my brain, being like, find that memory, mentally prepare, but it's nowhere to be found. It's repressed. It's too far down. Okay, so Rem, Rem, I'm gonna be generous. As generous as I fucking can be with that dice roll. Um, uh, this is me using my DM's intervention. Since you rolled a one and a two, I will let you choose between the two anime that those numbers represent. <laughs> That's right, the so, best I can do for you. So it seems like Sean doesn't, he didn't adequately prepare for one to ever happen. It's not that I didn't adequately prepare, I just think it's too soon. It's too soon. Okay, all right. Because... Genuinely, if you'd stuck with the four, you would have been better off. Uh, but that's. I okay. mean, obviously, yeah. Uh, and just as a reminder, these are from our first about twenty episodes of the show that we had uh, for shows that we mostly have not revisited. I had to put something drastic for the bottom two because what are the chances of rolling those, right? Uh, but uh, so Rem, essentially, you get to choose between res- watching more. Uh, the natural one was Sword Art Online. Oh my god! Which is why I said it was too soon. And the natural two was Attack on Titan. Oh my god. So this is like the opposite of a Sophie's Choice, really. I genuinely, Rem, I thought that since it went so poorly last time, that this time you had to roll higher. I gave you three That's not how luck works. I I was hoping. I was hoping beyond hope. I... I... Holy shit, Rem. I was not anticipating this. You need a minute, Rem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just taking a breather, taking a self evaluation. Um, <laughs> Wondering how we got to this point. <laughs> God damn this shit! All right. Uh, to make it up, I promise we'll do a really good anime next week. I swear on my life. Well, uh, one that you'll enjoy specifically. <laughs> look, I am 
the voice of the people. You are the voice of the people. And I feel, first of all, fuck all this. Second of all, I feel <laughs> the people would feel somewhat deprived if after rolling a nat one, I I didn't give them the nat one. Rem. And so, Rem, it's been, it's yet again, I, no. I agree with that. You're the one who had it on the fucking board. So, why would you have considered a better nat one, Rem? Yeah, there's, it's all bad. It's all terrible. I hate everything. So, f- to honor the role and to honor the people, oh. I'm choosing Sword Art Online. I am genuinely sorry, Rem. Oh, for what, am, the like, fourth, fifth time? Is this the fifth fucking time? I think it might be, yeah, if you don't the count, uh, if you don't count the spinoff. Art. This is bullshit. I agree. This is bullshit. What yeah, did you do to six, piss off the night? So oh my god! Why have I consumed so much sword art online in my life, and why now am I consuming more? How much sword art online is there left? Is my question. Like I've consumed a lot of it. <laughs> okay, that's a very good question to ask, Rem. That's a very good and important question to ask, and I do have an answer for you. I'm just rapidly pulling up all of my Sword Art <laughs> Online information, because like I fucking said, I was not prepared for this. After the uh, last Sword Art Online episode, he just he just burned his hard drive with all of his Sword yeah, Art I thought, Online files. Ah, they'll be satisfied. They won't want to continue after this. Like, we know. We know how it's going to go. Uh, although I will say we have gotten a lot of emails saying, but hey, this arc is the best arc. And I'm like, is it though? Is it though? Um, so let's see. Where is it? All right. So (laughs) not to alarm you, but the next arc is technically a mega arc. The fuck does mega arc mean? It means that it's the whole arc is one full season, essentially in this case. And it's actually a season and a half because they split it in two. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, because I, I, don't worry, Rem, I'm not going to make you cover the whole thing of this because you would break if I did that because it's 24 episodes. I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, and as to answer your questions, how much Sword Art Online is left, not counting the two movies that there are, which we'll probably never watch. Uh, there is a grand total of, that is way too much. I did not know there was that much left. Um, (laughs) yeah, there's a grand total of about 46 episodes left. You, you, you know what I, I hate? Is what do you I, hate? Is, is that I've consumed dozens of episodes already. So you tell me like 46 and like first thought, oh my God, that's way too much. But second thought is uh, that's like a plausible amount that we could eventually cover. And I hate that. <laughs> I, I despise that. Sword Art Online, truly the... Recky, Recky. Recky. Recky, it's been a while, Recky. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you control RNGs in these days. <laughs> I don't know what black magic you got going on, Recky. Nor why, if you're engaging in black magic, you couldn't have sold your soul instead for, like, I don't know, the ability to write good shows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean... I don't know geez. a lot about you, Recky. You are an enigma of a man. <laughs> But you are uh, my nemesis. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are the supervillain of this yeah. tale. Okay. Well, Reb. Uh, yeah, tell I me do- all about it, Sean. Okay, I will. Uh, want to hear the good news first? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Good news is is Kirito is mostly a side character in this season. 
Oh, yeah, it's always good. Fuck Kirito. Mostly. Um. Oh, is it because Asuna's the main character? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. Not at all. Uh, the bad news is, uh, uh, okay, here, uh, the other good news is this is probably the prettiest season of Sword Art Online. <laughs> like, it, right. it is much better to look at than the other seasons, okay. um, which is nice. Um, the bad news, the bad yep. news is it's more Sword Art Online. Uh, yeah, I, yes, yes, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> so the next arc uh, that is the next 24 episodes is uh, called Sword Art Online uh, Alicization. And this whole arc and premise is about uh, the experimental technology that uh, is new in this world. Uh, and oh, fuck. Oh, uh, no. Kirito it, it, is trapped in another game. Oh uh, my god! Kind of, kind of. How many times more... can they tell the same story? It's a little more complex than that. Uh, and if he dies in the game, he dies in real life. There's a possibility of that, maybe. Oh, uh, my God. You got to come up with different ideas, Recky. Well, he does have a bit of a different idea this time. Uh, so the way that this one goes, Rem, is uh, uh, Kirigaya Kazuto, or uh, Kirito as we know him, uh, is helping, like, he's basically a full adult at this point, and he's uh, helping a super secret scientific team with uh some full dive virtual technology oh yeah 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 i, re- I remember them touching on that yes 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 and uh he is uh, currently assisting with a new experimental bit of technology called a soul translator <laughs> yeah stay with me uh which is meant to interact with a user's <coughs> flux light what which is the technological uh equivalent of a human soul what and it's different from sending signals to the brain. And the... What? You can't just say it's different. You need to specify how it's different. Look, if... <laughs> Let me put it this way, Rem. I did the research for this one when it originally came out. And I re like read some synopses about a year ago. And the off chance <laughs> that we had to come back to it quickly. Oh, uh, and like my notes for this one are very sparse. Uh... <laughs> But generally speaking, generally speaking, the general idea is that there's a new bit of technology where they can essentially create like digital souls and you can transfer your quote unquote digital soul into this game. And the goal is to create like perfect AI, essentially. But I feel like they, all right, correct me if I'm wrong, but also that already happened. Like, let's talk about like, oh, perfect AI. Let's talk about their fucking daughter for a moment. That is straight yes. up sentient code. Which, hey, guess, guess, <laughs> how, how guess much more advanced Kirito on the team. How uh, much more advanced can it get than literal sentient code that just emerged from itself? Well, they're trying to replicate it, essentially. What the, but, but, oh, I, I, um, I hate Yeah, so this essentially. Show. <laughs> I'm already so mad. As you should be. Essentially, uh, he's helping with this uh, project, uh, super secret, top secret government project, and he's very smart and clever and all that jazz, and he's, you know, very gifted. So, of oh, course, yes, they yes. Uh, involve him. You know, the hero, hero, uh, the hero I almost said the Hirito, uh, which <laughs> might as well be, uh, the hero of Sword Art Online and all that jazz. Uh, and he uh, is doing this in, uh, just on his off time. It's his job, you know? He's an adult now, so it's fine. Uh, but then something goes wrong. Yes, But surprisingly, it's not something that goes wrong uh, while he's testing the game. Okay. What goes wrong... Oh, God. 
Yep, that's what goes wrong, isn't it? Uh, what goes wrong is uh, one day uh, he and Asuna are uh, walking home. Uh, you know, late at night. You know, it ha- they're they're a couple. They do things. They go out on dates. Uh, and then and then he gets truck cooned. Not quite. Not quite. Worse. Um, what ends up happening is, do you remember the plot of Gun Gale? Uh, the Sword Art Online arc, not the spinoff. Um, yeah, it was Sword Art, but they had guns. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then there, there was Death Gun, and yep. it, it was a dude who just showed the fuck up and murdered people as they were playing. Yep. Yep. Games. Yep, yep, yep. But it, it was, was actually like a, a crew. The, it was a team, and like, yeah. not all of them got caught or something. Yeah. Uh, every uh of the three people involved, uh, one did not get caught. Yeah. So, so this starts out with uh the introduction to uh like this technology and Kirito's work. Uh, and then when they're walking home one night, uh, guess what? <laughs> the third death gun shows up and tries to kill Kirito, uh, mortally wounding him. And in order to preserve him, uh, they, in order to like save his life, they temporarily uh, throw him in this uh, device, which is also part of the plot of the but, last arc we covered. But also, all right. So this device, it would save his soul. Yes. It would preserve his soul, but yes. his body is still fucked. Yes, and I th- believe they're trying to buy time. The details are foggy, Rem. The details are foggy because I remember it being grumpy the whole time I was watching it. But also, look, if if if, if you study philosophy, some good old David Hume, or even, like, James Geller recently released a fantastic video on this, uh, Soma, the game... Uh, uploading, oh, game. uploading your your soul and whatnot. Like, if Kirito's body, died, he is just dead. But you have a copy of him now. Like, I want to be clear. Hey, so there's your there's your silver lining, Rem. You get to watch Kirito die. <laughs> Been waiting for this moment for so fucking long, dude. Yep, and just just ignore the fact that there are you know over forty episodes left. Just ignore that fact. Ignore that fact. <laughs> All right. Well, very importantly, Sean, I, I, I have to ask. Um, I'm not going to be watching the entire season, but how much am I going to be watching? Because unfortunately, with it being Sword Art Online, I think the fewest episodes you've ever had me watch in one sitting is six. Yep. Yep. That is correct. And uh, the maximum you've had me watch in a single instance was like 14. That is also correct. Uh, I'm not going to make you watch that much. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh. Oh fuck, Rem. Um, out with it. Come on, Rem. Do I don't want. I don't want to say on the podcast because if I do, it's committed. It's committed, and <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna feel bad if you didn't need to watch as much as I'm thinking you might need to watch. You'll only kill a man. <laughs> That's the issue, Rem. Is I don't want to kill you. Contrary to popular belief, I like you. You're one of my best friends. I don't want to kill you, but the dice, the dice are against you today, which is weird because they're usually against me. Um, are you going to make me to commit to my my gut instinct? I mean, I, I, I don't know how many I have to watch right now, Sean. Because my gut instinct is 10 episodes. Oh, fuck. Which oh, I don't fuck. want to do to you. The only reason oh. I'm saying 10 episodes is because at that 10th episode is the most problematic thing I remember from this season. <laughs> fuck. That what? is that is that is my my gut instinct. Otherwise, oh god, yeah, it's that. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Here we fucking go. Uh, okay. See you I'm on sorry, the other Rem. side, fuckers. I'm so sorry, Ram. I'll I'll I'm gonna treat you to something nice next week. I promise. I swear to God, I promise. I'm gonna do my damnedest. 
So I guess with that in mind, Rem, let's let's go watch some Sword Art Online Alicization. A brief content warning before we get into part two. Later in the episode, there is discussion of sexual assault in the context of Sword Art Online. If you're not comfortable listening to either of those topics, you might want to skip this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching the first ten episodes of Sword Art Online Alicization. And Remington, I will say right at the top of the second half that there are a lot of people out there who think we are a bit too negative at times. (laughs) (laughs) They seem to think... I've heard heard that opinion before, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they seem to think that we only focus on bad things and we're just here to shit on things. And I am of the opinion that's not what we're always here to do. I think the the idea is that you and I are here to uh, make entertaining content and uh, have a laugh at least once a week as friends, you know, and talk about things and just a nice prolonged conversation. So before we really get into uh, the first 10 episodes of Alicization, uh, how about we talk about some of the positive things about the show, Rem? All right. Okay. It is the I best think... looking it's been. Yeah, I think visually it's pretty solid. I don't think they do much with their aesthetics, but like, I think there are better stills of the show, right? If you took a screenshot of the show. Yeah, you'd get a lovely, like, well-shaded screenshot. Yeah. There's some nice lighting effects. It's pretty good. The animation, meanwhile, it's like, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, We'll get into, like, the fight animations are wildly disappointing. Um... Uh, well, and positives, Pro- positives. Probably an all-time low. <laughs> positives, fact, it, Which already... No, yeah, so it looks nice. I thought the OP was fine. Um, I mean, it's by Lisa, so that's a, usually a good sign. Lisa does good I, OPs. I'll, I'll, I have, I'll, I'll, like, have at least one compliment in, like, episode, I don't know, like, three, four? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, and it's not entirely about Kirito. I mean, I guess... Technically. I was, like, hoping he'd be a proper side character. No, it's still, like, the Kirito show. It's it's just sometimes Kirito, like, he decides not to be the protagonist for a minute. Now, it's not that the show is, like, let's focus on someone else. It is almost always Kirito being like, hey, you take some of the limelight. Like, he's affording them th- that opportunity. Which is a step in the right direction. <laughs> 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 all right so uh let, let's get started with episode one and first of all sean you son of a bitch oh t- hey hey what um what because episode one it's a double episode god damn it yeah yeah episode one is a 45 minute instead of 25 or whatever right which is unfortunate because i also think this first episode is one of the single worst episodes of anything I have ever seen. I'll be honest with you, Rem. I had completely forgotten it was a double-length episode. <laughs> the first episode is so bad, and let me tell you why. Okay. The entirety of the first episode, nearly 100% with very little exaggeration, is just exposition. Now, that's annoying. That's annoying, especially when it's half the length of a goddamn movie, right? When right. when it's all just exposition. But there some decent ways to do exposition. I mean, especially it's episode one, so you gotta introduce things to people somehow. Yeah, there's perfectly uh, natural ways to introduce, like, high concepts, you know? 
I, I would argue that Sword Art Online does exposition in the worst way here. Now, Sean, I, I want to like do a little game with the listeners here, right? Because okay. I've made a big claim. I've, I've just made the claim that Sword Art Online does the worst expositional trope. So I'm going to propose three god-awful exposition tropes, right? Okay. Uh, and and I th- we'll all agree, generally, like, these three are some bottom-of-the-barrel, worst ways that you can explain things in media. And, and I think our listeners, just by me telling them that Sword Art Online does the worst one, I think they'll be able to tell. Okay? All right. All right. Hit so uh, first, first, a terrible way to do exposition is you have characters... Uh, living in a certain setting, right? And all the characters know all the information, but you force them to speak so unnaturally. It's the good old, hey, as your best friend of two years, do you remember this memory we all shared? Now let's go over to this location. You know, the the one that's special for this reason, because it's going to be this event, the one we hold annually every year to celebrate this. Once again, as we all know. Yes, as I'm sure you're well aware. Yes, which is, uh, we all agree, that's terrible. Yes, very bad. Um, a, a secondary way to handle exposition that's also pretty bad is you have a character with with no memories, right? They right, have no right. memories. And so it's, oh, well, since you forgot, let me just explain it all to you in, in grueling detail uh, without ever letting up and completely, once again, unnaturally. So that's not great either. No, no, uh, no, no. And three, three, you, you have it a, bit, a little bit different where... Uh, it's exposition, especially for, like, technical stuff, where you have an expert of some kind, right? Perhaps a, a scientist or uh, someone or a historian, right? Right. And you just have them talk to other characters being like, okay, let me explain what's going on here. And then they just explain all of the jargon, just defining terms, basically. Right, right. So we can all agree. Those three, all all of them are bought in the barrel. So, listeners, I hope you've guessed... Um, and, and the more cute of you will have realized what I'm doing. Sword Art Online does all fucking three. <laughs> and I, you might think, oh, oh, to explain different things? No, no. I swear to God, <laughs> they explained this, everything they explained in episode one, right? Which once again, that's 45 minutes of exposition. They explain later using other expositionary tools that also suck. I, I I really have to clarify that I am not being very hyperbolic when I say I think around 70% of the entire show that we've seen, 10 goddamn episodes, has just been exposition. I don't think I'm exaggerating that much. You're not. At all. You're not. Like You 1,000% are not, my guy. Which is insane! <laughs> and it's it's not natural. None of it is natural. It's all exposition dump. Every single time. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I was losing my shit. Because in episode one, they just keep doing that. Almost all of the dialogue in episode one is that is that shitty, so as we all know, type of exposition. It's mind-blowing to me. I... I, I was really hoping, I was like, all right, all right, hey man, just just persevere, push through it. Sword Art Online is one of the few shows that I need to, like, step away. <laughs> like, multiple times, like, I will feel myself cringing as I watch, and there are moments where I just straight up need to pause, not just to take notes, but just, just to take a moment to myself. No show fucks me up like that. As much as Sword Art Online. There's probably worse shows than Sword Art Online. Oh, no, we've definitely covered worse shows. 
But Sword Art Online is unique in the fact that a, a lot of other bad shows, it's like, oh yeah, it's bad fundamentally because of this reason, right? And this thing keeps popping up and it's the reason why it's bad. Or whether it's bad animation or a terrible character or just some uh, terrible pacing. It's like, here are the reasons this show is bad and these are the reasons that continue. But Sword Art Online is, like, creatively bad. <laughs> it, 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 it's like watching something like The Room and being like, I fundamentally don't understand how these creative decisions were made. And they just keep fucking coming. Uh, so with all that said, let's get into it. <laughs> and before we do, Rem, I will just say, just as a frame of reference, uh, this season, Alicization, it's called, uh, covers uh the is an adaptation that covers volumes 9 through 14 of the light novel just for frame of reference perfect so it's probably a safe assumption that since they're covering so many books in a 24 episode period oh uh, yeah pacing is fucked <laughs> <laughs> pacing is god awful yeah yeah <laughs> uh so we we start out, we're clearly in a, a nice new digital world, and uh, a young boy form of Kirito is chopping a big old tree with uh, with his friend Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yeah. Not Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep. It's like Eugene, but with a no at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let me just say right off the bat, um, Yu-Gi-Oh and Kirito, and I mean this sincerely, I think? Okay. Let, let me think. Do I mean it sincerely? I feel like I do. Uh, I, <laughs> I think Yu-Gi-Oh! and Kirito, in this one scene, have more romantic chemistry than Kirito and literally any other character thus far. Yeah, no, uh, I'll agree with that. Like, yeah, because they, I'll agree with that. They're, like, chatting, and then they just start, like, wrestling, right? And it's not even just, like, rambunctious wrestling. No, it's like, I pin you down and straddle you, then you pin me down and straddle me. Like, that's the kind of wrestling we're going for. Yeah, and for there, there's an uncomfortably long uh, set of frames of... <laughs> <laughs> of just uh, one of their butts and their legs on the other side. It's just like, y'all, I know this isn't what's going on. It, it's very weird because it's like the rest of the show doesn't care about that at all. But it's like it's like you had a separate animator for just for just the first scene, mm -hmm. and they were under the impression that it was Yaoi. Like, like they, they were told they were never told anything about Sword Art Online before, <laughs> and they just see these two kids play fight, and they're like, "All right, okay, so that's going to be a nice budding uh, young uh, shonen eye romance." But only the first scene. Only the first scene. Only that first scene, yeah. Then they got fired, because... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, these boys, they uh, end up being caught by Alice, uh, a young girl about their age. Uh, Alice, she's blonde, blue eyes, she's wearing a blue dress with a white apron. It's Alice in Wonderland. It's... No, it's Alice in Wonderland. What? Now, here's right. the thing. You you might think, okay, well, yeah, that's pretty obvious that that's Alice in Wonderland. The show thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> the show thinks you're an absolute moron because they will continue to make Alice in Wonderland references, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but they're so frightened that you won't catch every single one of them. Like, they are terrified of this fact. So they make sure to have characters be like, oh, this? Isn't that an Alice in Wonderland reference? And it's like, it wasn't subtle in the first place. I don't know why you feel the need to have multiple lines of dialogue pointing it out. Like, we got it. We're, we're good. I mean, it's not, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's not like they also have a line of dialogue later on that's like, oh, you mean like Alice in Wonderland or the Japanese translated title Alice in the Underworld? Or something of yeah. that effect. They, yeah, they like, wouldn't do that. That would be there's that'd like be ridiculous. three lines of dialogue all explaining the same old shit. It's yeah. which is a theme. So Alice uh, catches them. They all have a picnic together, right? Um, and then I can only describe it as Kirito invents refrigeration <laughs> 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 because they're all eat, having a picnic, right? And it's like, man, it sucks that it's summer and food spoils so fast. And Kirito's like, what if? We got ice and we cooled the food, stored it in a cooler environment, so it didn't spoil as fast. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. Hey, to be fair though, Ram, Kirito doesn't have his like normal human world memories. He has his fake uh, underworld memories at this point. So really, that's just him being a creative and clever character. And you, and you know what? I, I, I can sort of be okay with that, right? Sort of. Uh, but even in this simulation, the world has existed with like basically full sentient people uh, for four hundred years. Yeah, for for centuries, they've created great civilizations, but they haven't figured out. Oh, what if we cool shit down? <laughs> uh, especially, they, turns out they got a magical ice cave pretty close by. <laughs> yeah. Well. And and they're, they're the kids are all talking about it. They're like, oh, well, that's the only place we'd find ice in the summer. And they tell a little. Uh, uh, folklore about a great warrior who fought a dragon in that cave, right? And there's untold treasures. So these three children are like, oh, okay, let's just get the ice from the dragon. Um, you know, the, the, the one that this great hero barely survived. So they do. They just, that's where they go. Um, and they journey off to the cave. Uh, they see some ice. They decide, oh, no, the... This ice isn't enough. We need to, like, go to where the dragon would be for more ice for no reason. Uh, And they go in and they see the dragon is dead. It's just dragon bones, which is also, like, instead of being like, oh, thank God, we're not going to die. They're like, oh, no, this is bad because it's the only thing keeping the baddies out. The the creatures from the dark territory uh, from invading. That might be problematic. Ah, well, don't worry about it. Uh, like, they, they make that note and then just disregard it. Um, they also find the great hero's blue rose sword, right? And it's like, oh man, but they can't lift it, so they just leave it there. Uh, they don't even take any of the gold. They take some of the ice, put it in a basket, it's like, cool. Um, they get a little lost in the cave, even though, as far as we have seen, it's a one-way cave. It is, like, there, there aren't branch aways like it is just a straightaway cave you hit the dragon you keep going you get to the dark territory but they get lost yes yes and they got lost they're like oh is this the way out and no it's the way to the dark territory which according to the taboo index you cannot travel into the dark territory and in the dark territory they see an integrity knight fighting a dark knight upon uh, upon dragons and they fight and the integrity knight wins uh, but then the dark knight as he crashes into the floor he reaches his arm out towards Alice and then Alice for no goddamn reason <laughs> But she she reaches out to the dark knight and trips and falls and she places a fingertip into the dark territory. So a giant bald naked man 
<laughs> his face portals into existence, and he's like, "Oh, you done fucked up. Well, you we don't broke know if this he's taboo naked, index. He's he's not wearing a shirt, at least. He could um, be rocking some really cool jeans. You don't. Know. He could. He could. Um, uh, just just some nice stylish distressed jeans. You know, yeah. um, is he rich or is he just poor or is he just like really thrifty? It's hard to tell. Who knows? Um, and so it's like, oh man, Allison's gonna be in trouble. And then they're like, ah, let's just go. <laughs> not worry about it. I don't know, man. So they go back, right? And they got the basket of ice and everything. Um, Here's the thing. We see Alice the next day with the same basket of ice. She has not removed the basket from the ice and done anything with it. And also, it just has not melted in the summertime heat. I mean, it's, uh, it's got to be like fancy magic ice, surely. It is not presented as such. Well, It no. is presented as ice. Yes. <laughs> And as soon as it leaves the basket, it does immediately start to melt. Oh, yeah, that is true, isn't it? <laughs> it is just ice that somehow all of it lasted a day. And for some reason, she is just carrying around a basket of ice, doing nothing with it. Um, it's almost like it it was a really forced way to get them, get her to go to the dark territory. Like, that was it. That's all that was for. Uh, but nonetheless, uh... She broke the taboo index. She's in trouble now. So the integrity knight, the good old white knight, he comes and he announces, hey, Alice broke the taboo index. So she's in trouble. Uh, Kirito tries to save her, uh, but is is held down and and stopped. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has a, a glitch eye thing. Basically, you, you know, you know, the anime eye. Yeah. Um, it, it's that. But instead of magic, it's like Code. glitchy red it's system error eye yeah. but it, it does the same effect uh and after all that kirito he wakes up uh and and he's just in the normal world uh, uh don't worry man that was all just it was all just part of of the simulation which like yeah obviously yeah like yeah, clearly no, no when um, you thought this was real <laughs> like no, yeah none of us were worried about that fact uh then the the show decides hey guys do want to remind you the ensemble does exist. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> but they do. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have a scene in, like, Gun Gale where all of the ensemble is fighting this other crew. Um, and they, the other crew, it, they're they're crafty, but the ensemble, of course, uh, is, is too good for them. So the, the dark, spooky other crew starts to run away. And then uh, the the ensemble, they start talking. And I, I should note, the ensemble no longer has personalities. The ensemble, the only reason people might think they have personalities is because they remember them having personalities, which even then, like, we can be honest, like, pushing it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, they never I mean, really had personalities. Was Klein. But But... <laughs> uh, Klein also still no personality. Yeah, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, Klein w wanted better for him. Nah, sorry, you're just as disappointing as the rest, mate. Um, all of them just have the most bland dialogue, and they have a chat with each other where it's like, "Oh man, this mysterious, enigmatic crew, and they have a 100% win rate despite like running away from us," which I think would like that counts as a win if like we confront each other and you retreat. And that's the end of the story. That's a loss, my dude. Um, yeah. But they're like 100% win rate because that's the only way Sword Art Online knows how to 
how to make characters into threats is that they are the greatest threat of all time, right? It, it can't yeah. just be, wow, they're very talented. It needs to be, they're the single greatest. Well, to be ever. fair, Rem, this only lasts for like the five minutes the sword, uh, the gun gale online <laughs> stuff happens. So like, you don't really it's, need to... It's, it's true. You don't it's really true. need to worry about that. <laughs> they, they pose this as more important than it is. Um, Like, it, it's vaguely... I don't know if this is even intentional. We'll see. Um, I but it seems like they're trying to make a link. Like this crew, they don't loot or anything. It just seems to be for practice, which is also sort of related then to the Alicization world that is going to be used for military purposes, or at least that's its intention. Yeah, the underworld, as it's called. So it's like there was maybe a connection there. At one point, they're like, "Wow, th uh, there's also this one specific player that you know." He's also insanely talented and enigmatic, and he's also very, very similar to this whole group we just talked about. But uh, who knows if there's a connection? Um, and, and that is also the only time any of that's mentioned. Like, it seems like it's going to be important. Thus far, it has not been. And I'll tell you right now, uh, in between uh, the first recording and coming back to do this, I watched double the amount that Remington did just because I wanted to be extra certain. It still hasn't happened. Don't, so don't worry about it. <laughs> And there's 24 episodes in the seasons. I'm on episode 20. I'm going to finish the rest of the season just on the off chance that something god-awful happens in the future. Then why did we get an exposition dump about them all? Uh, I... <laughs> hmm. I... God damn it! I would... I think it's supposed to be maybe, maybe slightly foreshadowing... Uh, Oh God, I forget his name, Cause, but... Because let but me be laughing clear. coughing guy at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the L only thing Let me thing be clear. As I'm describing things... Most of the time, you should you shouldn't imagine things like visually happening on the screen. Most times, you should just imagine characters explaining what I am explaining to you all. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because like, they're is... usually in game, so they're cool looking characters are talking oh, okay. about. <laughs> Except for when um, the rest of it's being talked about in a bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Sinon asks for Kirito and Asuna's help. Um, we get some more exposition. More exposition uh, about the Subtilizer and Death Gun and bullshit. Uh, we learn about a health app and get some exposition about that and Kirito's job. Uh, then we get exposition on the Flucked Light, uh, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. So but Rem is talking about... Sword Art Online is asking the true deep philosophical questions here, and it just really it wants you to think about uh, the nature of life and choice. Look, and... it would be annoying enough if they were just like, it latches on into the soul. Cool. And then they just left it that, and then you're left being like, what the fuck? What? That seems dumb. How does that work? Um, but that would have still been better than trying to explain it, which they do. And so I just want everyone to know the science of the soul, Sean. So I'm just going to briefly cover the science of the soul. It's a lesson now. All right. Hit me. Hit me with it. Let's hear it. So um, you're, you're familiar that the human body has different systems, right? You you yeah. have the nervous system, uh, endocrine system, et cetera, et cetera, right? Oh, All yeah, these yeah, yeah. systems. Well, you also have a system within your body of very small microtubules, but okay. they don't pump any type of like fluid or... Um, like neuroelectric charges or any of that. Instead, it's just in those microtubules, it's pure light. <laughs> and in no, this sorry, light, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I keep, continue, continue. This is science, Sean. Yes, in no, this sorry. Light, I... <laughs> you see, that is the soul. Ah, I understand <laughs> completely. So it's connected to like the vascular system, right? 
all, all the tubes and all the bodies? Great, great question. Great question. Um, yeah. who knows? But here's also the thing about that. Yeah, it's it sort of poses a pretty fucked up image because it's like, okay, so when you kill a person, you do just kill their soul because like the soul <laughs> is now a physical part of you. But also, um, like, who knows what the fuck the soul e- does or is? Um, but. Like, when you physically die in SAO, also your soul is gone forever. Like, canonically. Yeah. Because it is a physical system. There's no afterlife. Fuck off. You're done. <laughs> so, except for, you know, all the times the ghosts happened in Sword Art. Oh, my God. Ignore oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. You forgot about that, didn't you? Oh, my. <laughs> There's so much insanity in this show. Yeah, no, it's um, okay. It's okay. It was like one or two instances of ghosts showing up. It's fine. It's fine. You don't look. You die in Sao. You die like in the grand universe. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, and Kirito like he's working for a company that can tap into the soul and create. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that they will emphasize multiple times. The virtual world that you go into when it taps into your soul, it's like really real, right? But here's the fucking thing. Yeah. That's what they were emphasizing this whole fucking time for all the other VR shit. Yeah. They were like, this is more real. (laughs) This is, you are there, right? You are, if, if you tap into like the original Sword Art Online, buddy, you are there. You can feel it. You are experiencing it. It is just as real as reality. So later, when Kirito ends up uh, in the the soul-tapped version of this virtual world, right? It's tapping into his soul, and he's like, wow, this is more real than anything that uh, that the other VR could do. It's meaningless. <laughs> it's meaningless because you've already been like, no, we hit 100% last time. Oh, man, but this is so much more than that. Yeah, what are no. you talking about? Rem, like, you- <laughs> the biggest difference is they can make a copy of a human soul now. But it's fucking meaningless. <laughs> oh, God. This show, it tilts me so fucking hard. It tilts me so hard. Like, you already maxed out the realism scale. You can't then be like, yeah, plus one. Like, you've, you've been like, yeah, it's, it's it. It's complete. What are you talking about? Nonetheless, we get all that exposition. Uh, Kirito decides he's going to go to America, and he invites Asuna. They share a touching moment. Um, there's also a bunch of exposition about, like, the original sword art that, frankly, like, I don't remember everything that went on in the t- totality of sword art that I've consumed. I so they're I referencing... Didn't. Yeah, they're referencing past characters and talking about the commander and this happened. Remember this scene? I'm like, I got no fucking idea, dude. I'm lost. Let me let me break it down to you, basically. Uh, they wanted to remind you of Laughing Cough and the guys who eventually became a death gun and the trio of murderers and blah, 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 and how there was one that escaped. That was the, that was the yeah. whole point of that scene. It's like, oh, yeah, remember the end of Gun Gale or how there were three dudes, but one of them wasn't caught? And then I think they also want to bring up that, like, the original creator of Sword Art yeah, Online was responsible Eco, yeah. for the massacre, yeah. uh, the borderline genocide. You remember that. Yeah. Uh, we'll touch on that later. I, so I they, call it they, borderline. I, I think it's pretty equivocally a genocide of gamers. <laughs> <laughs> the most oppressed class all along, baby. <laughs> uh, so we get all that exposition. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Johnny Black of Laughing Coffin, uh, who's name. the third member of stupid. Death Gun, he, he shows right. up, right? And uh, he's like, hey, Kirito, let's fight. 
and he has the poison, and Kirito, all he has is an umbrella. But here's also the thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Kirito, even in real life, he is a talented swordsman. That has been, like, established canonically that, like, the... Like, I remember railing on this fact. Yes. That the skills sort of just go hand in hand. Yes. What you have in real life will help you in the game. What, what, what happens in the game will help you in real life, right? Right. And we've seen Kirito is a pretty good swordsman. Yeah, you'd think after, you know, two years of constant swordplay, which, by the way, I just did some fact-checking. I think I might have mentioned the top of the half that he think he was 18 now. No, no. Uh, he's 17 now, so everything that's <laughs> happened to this point oh, has happened in the span of three years. Oh, my God. So, I yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, and also, we skipped a movie, by the way, Remington. There was a movie right before this, uh, this <laughs> season. But the reason we skipped... Uh, rather than forcing you to watch that movie and then doing Alicization later, I skipped the movie because I watched it myself and I thought to myself, you know what? Looking in Alicization, the only thing that that movie did for Alicization is the augmented reality glasses that let them see Yui in the real world. So you're good. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to put you through oh, that shit. <laughs> fuck. Uh, so you think, like, Kirito, he's a talented swordsman, and this other dude is just a dude. Yes. Uh, maybe he has some latent talent, but even, like, in the game, he was pretty shit, so he should be pretty shit now. Uh, so, Kirito, like, he sees the poison, you think, I, I got this umbrella, I'm gonna, like, block him, and then yeet him away with the umbrella, right? Right. Instead, he basically just lets himself get stabbed, but he stabs the dude in the leg with the umbrella. Yeah, no. Like, Rem, if you're gonna, if you're, like, you're not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna out you, you're not exactly a professional swordsman, Rem. No, no, that that is true. That is my But if my a dude chain. is coming at you with a syringe that's only like five inches long at most, and you've got an umbrella with a sharp tip, uh, where are you gonna stab the dude that's coming at you? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it depends on a few things. One of my lowest options would be the leg, right? First no. option is I'm probably not gonna focus on stabbing, I'm gonna try and smack it out of his hand. Right. Right. Or create some distance. Like, those are the priorities here. Right. Um, but Kirito's just like, let's stab him in the leg. Um, I don't know what happens to Johnny Black after this. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if they said it in a throwaway line of exposition saying they caught him afterwards. But genuinely, they could not have. Like, I, I, I don't, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, like, point is, uh, Kirito, uh -huh. oh no, he gets stabbed with the poison. Uh, Kirito wakes up in the, in, back in the, uh, Alicization, yeah, right? Yeah, we're on to episode two now. Yep, we're, we enter episode two. Um, he's in Alicization. Yeah, all of that shit, by the way, was episode one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can guarantee I am describing it in a more streamlined and interesting way. Uh, so he wakes up in Alicization, uh, but he has his memories of his actual life, um, which it's not... I don't really know why. Uh, oh, I just I just fact-checked the giant black thing. Uh, <laughs> even the wiki doesn't know for certain. Uh, it says, although uh, he, he himself was injured during the encounter and later arrested by the police, citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. That's funny. We, so, genuinely... Who knows? No Johnny Black is still out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we forgot about him for a whole, se like, half a season, so might as well forget about him for the end of time as well. Uh, yeah, we'll assume he's 
been arrested or something. We don't see the scene that happens afterward at all. Um, but he wakes up in the game, but he still has his memories. And it's like, I guess his soul has been copied, but also the other times that it accessed his soul, he didn't have memories because that's a fundamental feature of the Alicization engine. I think, I think, now I could be wrong on this, but I'm, because let's be real, consistency isn't exactly uh, SAO's strong suit. <laughs> no. But I think uh, they purposefully, like, uh, like, removed his memories while they're testing it so that they could have his, like, neutral experimentational data as possible you know like not being influenced by like real world memories type of thing okay we'll we'll go with it we'll we will assume the best yes that's that's Uh, my assumption and kirito has no memories of the alicization world except he sort of does ish sometimes kind of yes uh (laughs) don't think about it don't worry about it oh Uh, oh god i just thought of the other reason it could be oh yeah the other reason it could be is because uh, Kirito is essentially dead for the most part. So, like, the machine has access to, like, all of his soul now is probably what they're going for. Which, uh, which also is real fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. But, which also, if, but he's still linked up. So he's, yeah. his body is doing something. Uh, I mean, he's essentially just in a coma right now. I don't know what the fuck is this. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, look, it, here we enter rough, the, the second terrible way of doing exposition, the amnesia trope I mentioned. Yeah. Um, in episode two, once again, not bullshitting, they provide exposition to this world on a bunch of shit we received exposition of in episode one. Except now, instead of the characters being like, as we all know, it, just replace that with, well, since you don't know, but we as the audience still have to endure that. Like For they, some reason, they decided they. Oh, the, the this is very important to have. I'm gonna say it. I think you probably actually could have skipped episode one, and it's been fine. <laughs> I think you could have skipped the show. Well, look, um, hey, Rem, I, we can't... I also I would agree. Actually, I think you could straight up skip episode one. I'm trying to think of anything that's like super important, but if anything, I think it might be a slightly more interesting show. Yeah, because like, hey, Kirito's in a world, and he doesn't quite. And it seems like he kind of knows what's going on, but doesn't. Because really all the other stuff, it, it it's ex- it still would get explained, but in a slightly more less handholdy manner, a yeah. slightly more interesting manner. I think it might be an objectively better show if you skip episode one. It wouldn't be a good show, but I think it would be better. Although Rem, you would miss watching Kirito get stabbed. You'd miss him inventing refrigeration. <laughs> 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 Uh, so, uh, he meets Yu-Gi-Oh by the tree, and they start talking, right? And Kirito's like, wow, this is more real than anything else. Uh, and as they, they start trying to chop the tree down, uh, at one point, Kirito gives it a try, and thank God they don't have him immediately chop down the whole tree. I mean, they sort of do later, but not well, now, you, you so were I'll prepared. take it. You were prepared. Yes, he, essentially... They take OP Kirito, right? Right. And Kirito is still OP, but they're like, we will, uh, for any given situation, we'll wait like two more scenes than we otherwise would have. <laughs> so he'll still be OP, but like, and not even necessarily less OP, just slower OP. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, you see, you know, I figured out what the issue was, Rem. Oh, uh, and I'll use an exact uh, line uh, in the uh, in the show as well. Oh, uh, see, the problem is, is uh, he was using an axe, and as we <laughs> all know, yeah, a sword yep. is the same thing as an axe. 
Yep, we, we get exposition on the child of Vector. We get more exposition on what happened to Alice, which we also already saw. Yes. We get exposition yes. on the village and Yu-Gi-Oh's calling, which once again, we all already know. Uh, they end up going back to the village where we meet a, a bully named Zink. <laughs> who seemed like he might have been relevant. No, this is nah. it. This is all we see. He just shows up to be an asshole and be like, you, Geo, you have such a shitty calling, chopping trees. And who's this guy? He probably doesn't even have a calling. Uh, and Kirito's like, my calling is swordsmanship. And let's, let me show you. And he grabs a sword and he's just the the best ever at it. He's still amazing at swords. Um, And also sword abilities from... The game still apply, and they explain it by being like, oh yeah, because the soul engine, it is using the engine linked to everything else. God forbid we do anything separate from it. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> they, they took the egg, uh, which was, as I'm sure you remember, at the end of the first season and used it as the baseline for this whole system. So, yeah, course, you, you know how I thought it was a, a bit silly when they were like, oh, let's take SAO and all of these other games, just put them all together, and that's fine. Yeah, boom. Uh, they just do the same thing now with the soul system. Except with uh, government funding this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then he goes uh, and stops by uh, the church. Uh, and as they're talking and building some exposition, right, they decide, oh... So the Integrity Knight took Alice to the central city, the big city, and Kirito's like, well, I haven't been able to get out of the simulation thus far, but maybe I'll be able to find a way out if I go to central city, which I don't know how that makes sense at all. That, it, it, what it feels like. All right, so I'm, I'm playing a game, right? I'm playing Elden Ring. And then I'm like, oh man, I can't alt F4 out of Elden Ring. But maybe if if I just keep moving forward, I'll be able to. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, Rem. What do you mean? Rem, come on. You know exactly where to go in Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know everything about Elden Ring. Yeah, no, 1,000%. 1,000%. And you're certainly not making that reference because it's topical. It's topical. And I also want to bring up how Sean has died hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Hey, 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 hey. It's only... Fuck, how many is it? 500 yet? No, no, no. It's only like 280. Oh, my. Within 40 hours of gameplay, excuse you, and it's the first time I've done this by myself, damn it. I'd like to see you try, jackass. <laughs> uh, But yeah, so that nice doesn't make sense. But moving in, we get to episode three. We meet Selka, who is Alice's little sister, who's just not as good as Alice, like canonically. Yeah, no, like, her whole purpose is to not be as good as Alice. Yes. Like, in the eyes so, of everybody, including herself. <laughs> so, uh, he's woken up by Selka. He goes to the tree with Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, some more exposition dump. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh brings the blue rose sword that he eventually brought back. Um, and Kirito's like, oh, no. Essentially, Kirito isn't a high enough level to wield the sword yet. So it feels extra heavy. Yeah. Um, because this is, I mean, this is the sword of, like, a folk hero, of, like, a mythical being, basically, yes. right? So, it's it's a pretty impressive sword. Uh, but he teaches Yu-Gi-Oh some sword play. He chats more with Selka. Uh, Selka sort of has a crush on Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, they decided that all the girls can't crush on Kirito because they really want to, like, be like, oh, Kirito and Asuna, right? So, in this scene, they just have all the girls crush on Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, but uh, in the chat with Selka... Uh, Kirito mentions what happened to Alice because apparently no one's told her and how she touched the dark territory. So the next day, genuinely, 
almost no reason, Selka runs away to the cave yeah. near the dark territory. Yeah. Um, and why exactly? To become a damsel in distress. <laughs> I don't know what more to tell you, well, man. Hey, look, like she just, sort of hey. wants to be where her sister once was at one point, sort of kinda maybe, for no reason. Well, Rem, think of it this way. Remington invented refrigeration in the first episode, so it's only fair that he invents fridging in this one. <laughs> uh, also, I feel like we should have seen more of Selka in episode one, where we were in the Alicization world. Nah. But, it just, <laughs> no, no, but no. it's standard sword art style. It's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's just introduce it now. Oh, but... Should, technically, shouldn't it have been introduced earlier? Ah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she I'll runs away. I'll read a wiki summary. It'll be fine. <laughs> she runs away. Yujiro and Kirito go to uh, go to the caves again. They hear a scream. They run. And they see that now in the cave with the dragon bones is a bunch of goblins. A bunch of evil, terrible goblins. And Selka is tied up. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, we, we don't have anything really to fight them with. And then UGO, they're like, all right, maybe we can handle this sneakily. And then UGO scream. <laughs> like he just yells out yeah. to Selka and all the goblins are like, oh, all right, let's kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A really dumb moment, really dumb scene. Yeah, um, we get to episode where they mentioned that a fucking using a sword is the same as using an axe, which irritated my nerdy little heart yeah, to no extent. Because <laughs> first of all, no. <laughs> no, no, like without, like no, there's no, they have nothing in common, damn it, except for like a sharp bit. That's it. <laughs> you swing them. There <laughs> you go. I'm gonna fucking swing the creators of this show. Is what I'm gonna do. Episode four. Um, Kirito and Yujiro, they like briefly hide behind something, which isn't really hiding because it's like all the goblins saw where they were. But the goblins, they're, they're taking it real slow yeah. on the walk. Despite them being like, let's fucking get them. They're like, all right, not very nonchalant, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but Kirito decides to rush the goblins, uh, takes out their torches so it's darker, even though that does not affect literally anything I want to establish. Like, yeah, no, also... I thought maybe it's to blind them. The light level just doesn't change. Yeah, also, like, <laughs> everybody knows goblins have dark vision. Dumbass. <laughs> Uh, he, he gets some swords, gives one to Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh also has a glowing, uh, like, leaf or some shit uh, that the goblins are afraid of because it's magical. Yeah. Uh, Kirito kicks major ass, uh, and ends up, uh, ends up going toe-to-toe with the big goblin. Yeah. Uh, against the big goblin, he, he attacks, but then he's outmatched. Yu-Gi-Oh saves Kirito, um, not in, like, a cool way is, or an interesting way. It's it's he doesn't do much. Uh, and then Yujio gets sliced straight through the fucking gut. Yeah. Right. He Yujio also like as he's dying, he remembers. He suddenly remembers Kirito, whereas before he didn't. Uh, like their memories from back when. Uh, he's like, oh, those good old times. Uh, Kirito rages at this point and easily wins. Um, he saves Selka and he's like, Selka, you you're a healer. You need to heal Yujio and. Oh, all right, all right. Let's talk about what happens. Do um, we have to? <laughs> Selka, Selka is like, I am pretty trash. I'll be honest. Yeah. I can only heal minor scratches. However, <laughs> I we can do this little like satanic life transfer pact that I also know how to do. It could kill us, 
or he could save his life. We'll see. Uh, and I, I just like imagining that you being like, hey, um, let's see. I'll be honest. I ain't a doctor, <laughs> but I can give you a Band-Aids or a, a deal with the devil. Like, which one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I feel like there should be a gradient between these. Between being like, I can only do the lowest level healing magic around. Oh, but I can also do this extremely powerful, high risk healing magic. Yeah. Like, did they teach? Did they teach you nothing in between those? Was that like? <laughs> so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think, and this is me genuinely assuming. I think it's something that everyone knows how to do because I'll, I shit you not, it happens more times in the series down the line. <laughs> not to that, not to that quite of a dramatic extent, uh, but they do genuinely are like, ah, shit, healing ain't gonna work. Better offer some of my soul. Or it's life so points or weird. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's <laughs> very weirdly handled. And it's also weirdly handled because it's like, oh, we could die from this. But also, it seems like you would need to be really stupid for you to die from it. Right? It, it just seems like they are straight up just transferring numbers. It, yeah. It, it's a <laughs> gradual process. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's not going to suddenly spike. It's, it's just... It, it's like in any video game you've played where... Uh, like in Skyrim, the equilibrium spell where your ma your health becomes magicka. Yeah, you can die from it if you're just not paying attention. Wow, you actually pulled out a nerdy reference that you actually understood. And it was a, a gamer reference that yeah. is super applicable. See, it, yeah, gamers, yeah. hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we appeal to a broad demographic now, Rem. Thanks. Um, so, so yeah, it just... It, it's a real weird scene. I was also hoping that, that Yu-Gi-Oh would actually die. Um, oh, yeah. No, we all were. But not even like... He's not a great character. He's more interesting than Kirito a little bit, but also he's also bland as hell. I mean, he's blonde Kirito, let's be real. But they, it would at least show that they had invested something into him, right? Right. Uh, clearly, he is the least important part of the new trio of Alice... Kirito and Yu-Gi-Oh, despite Yu-Gi-Oh having more screen time than Alice, yep. but still, it would have it would have been something. Uh, nonetheless, they they go back right. Oh, well, they also like see an angel of Alice, or at least Kirito does. Kirito yep. faints, um, wakes up, everything is all better. He goes back to cutting wood. Uh, Kirito decides he's gonna try that blue rose sword, the super amazing sword, right? Because his level should have gone up. And I say level, this is simplifying it. It can't just be called the level. It's an object authority level. Oh, yeah, because um, they have an object authority control and a system authority control. Now, here's the weird thing about that. Yes. So I imagine there are multiple things that have, like, it's generally, if your object authority level is higher than the object's object authority level, then you can manage it. Yes. But that's not just, like, for swords. That'd be for anything. Yes. So it's like... Oh, no, yeah, guys, no, I killed a bunch of goblins. I I can go manage that plow just fine. It's, what what are you talking about? Like, these, <laughs> those skills, I guess, are just directly applicable. Handling literally any object. If if you are a master craftsman, right? Right. Um, you're a great woodworker. Congratulations, you can pick up the biggest sword around. <laughs> like, why not? Your object authority level is higher. So that's how that works, I guess. Well, object or system, like you gotta, you gotta balance. Well, yeah, and then yeah. system authority level is, uh, that that is for the sacred arts. And here, are you ready? I have a compliment, Sean. Oh, holy shit! I mean, I set aside a whole 
bit at the beginning of this part to give out compliments, but you no, know. No, but I had to I had to explain backstory before I could explain this compliment because all of the jargon. All right, you know what? Hit me with it, Rem. What is the compliment? So I they have the general thing where their sacred arts, right? Their magic is basically just fundamentally getting into the code. Um, and like changing variables in the code, right? Right. Uh, l- let's keep with the game references. Their Baba is Ewing the code, and that's the magic. Wow, another and, on point game reference. That's impressive. And I think that that is a pretty nifty idea. Yeah, I mean, give them a console co- a command. <laughs> I not? think it's sort of cool. It don't think about it too much, but premise wise, idea wise, I like that idea. Yeah, because like if you think about it too much. You're going to start thinking, well, why can't he just uh, figure out a system command code to log out? (laughs) Uh, You know, we're not, maybe his control isn't high enough for that. You know, that's some pretty high level shit. So, (laughs) or who knows if it is. (laughs) Because it also, following that, it also just doesn't really make sense how the hierarchy of magic works. Mm -hmm. Because, like, some insanely powerful magic could be accomplished through very simple programming. Right, like yeah, I, I you change say, just a couple of very important variables, and you can destroy the fucking world. So that would be like super easy magic, following this premise, but insane consequences. But uh, that's not how it works. So like, don't think about it too much. No, don't worry, Rem. But they the do, idea they do is explain cool. some of that in like <laughs> episodes don't... twelve and thirteen, uh, and as you might imagine, uh, I don't like their explanations. You're not going to like their explanation, probably. <laughs> All right. We, we're, we're not here to talk about that. That's for a distant future. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, continuing on, uh, Kirito can immediately hold the sword now. Uh, you know, this legendary sword held by a mythical hero. Uh, turns out that mythical hero, all they did was was kill one goblin chief, and they were ready. So, that's all it takes. <laughs> and so, he holds the sword, and he swings uh, into the tree, and he makes a deep, deep cut now that he can manage it. And he teaches Yu-Gi-Oh how to, um, and then he's like, Yu-Gi-Oh, you can do, <laughs> you can do the final cut. But <laughs> I know that I was the one who got the sword, taught you how to do the sword, showed that the sword was the way to handle things. But to 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 give you the limelight for a moment, chop down this big old tree. That I should mention. I mentioned this because I think it's really fucking stupid. This tree, people have been cutting it for 300 years daily. Yes. Only doing, like, one point of damage a swing. And... Yeah, and... No, less than one point of damage, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 300 years, and nobody thought, like, ah, oh, maybe maybe this axe is pretty trash. Should we try and find something better? Well, it was the only axe that wouldn't break after hitting the tree that they had, so... Should have used a sword. <laughs> and in 300 years, nobody ever tried to use anything but the one axe. That, like, this axe didn't break. We're just going to keep using it. I, I don't know. This axe is pretty shit, though. It didn't break. Yeah. And as, <laughs> as we all know, using an axe and the sword is the exact same fucking thing. I'm not going to uh, stop harping on that. That is, It's so bad. It, it makes me so viscerally angry. <laughs> so they successfully cut down the tree, and it's... It, like it's an evil tree or something. Don't worry about it. It it's doesn't great. matter. It, it doesn't matter. You never see the. You never see what happens after it gets cut down. You don't need yeah. to worry about that. Uh, they have a big festival, right? And Yu-Gi-Oh Oh gets to choose his new calling, and he chooses swordsman. And now he has the blue rose sword. Uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh Oh tells 
Selka that he'll find her sister, Alice, and bring her back. And then Kirito and Yu-Gi-Oh, they leave to the central city. Uh, cool. All right, episode five. We're nearly an hour in, by the way, and we're about halfway through, so... Yeah, no, don't I'll worry. I'll try to be faster, but this is, like, y'all knew... You, you guys saw Sword Art Online in the title of this episode, and then you saw how long it was, and you're like, yeah, that tracks. I mean, they that might not sense. have seen Sword Art Online in the episode. I don't know how Dylan's going to plan on titling this one. He they could... definitely should. I mean, you got to put Sword Art Online in the title for those clicks. <laughs> we got to rake them in. Uh, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how that goes out. I don't know. It'll be it'll be it'll be a treat uh, for people that aren't us. Episode five. We, we change it up a little bit, right? OK. And we go back to the real world. Ooh, hey. We, we got to see the consequences and stuff. Hey, hey so... Rem, that's what we wanted, like throughout, like all of the other seasons. <laughs> um, don't get used to it. Oh. Uh, first of all, don't get used to it. Also, it's trash. Oh, so... <laughs> <Rem>. <laughs> uh, I And I have one question, because like, we had a flashback when they talked more about Death Gun and stuff. Did Death Gun ever get a motivation? The motivation, Rem. If you <laughs> I forgot, can't remember a motivation. Their motivation was they liked to kill people. Oh, fuck. It was, oh, my God. I that, hate this show. Because, yeah, they were a member of Laughing Coffin, the guild of player killers that got massive boners from ending lives with no consequences. I hate this show so fucking much. Uh, and the th- remaining survivors were like, hey, y'all, I missed this whole killing thing. Let's grab my little brother, and uh, the three of us so will uh, do some more killing, and uh, we'll do it in a flashy way, and we'll feel very powerful and cool. Cool. Thanks for the reminder. You're welcome. Uh, so we get a flashback to like the the bugging and everything, and uh, Kirito ends up in a hospital. He gets transferred to a bunch of hospitals. He's stuck in a coma. But then his employer, and also I don't know how the fuck, like what kind of of forms did did you sign Kirito to allow the following to happen? Because <laughs> because <laughs> apparently without any permission from anybody at any point. Kirito's employer is allowed to transport him to a location of his choosing out in the middle of the ocean. No, no. See, what happened, Rem, was they said they were going to transfer him to a special hospital, uh, but the ambulance never showed up at that hospital. Then they just spirited him away to the ocean facility. So they, so what they did there was illegal. <laughs> okay, cool, Jess Lockinson's. But they did, in fact, like, for so whatever reason, were like, yeah, no, take him to a good hospital. That's great. Also, okay. he's 17, just just as a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so they they take him uh, to the middle of the ocean uh, onto a special advanced thing where they can copy over his soul, get him linked up, send him back to the digital world. That's what we've been seeing thus far is him uh, back in the digital world, right? Right. And uh, yeah, so that happens. We have, I guess, some detective work, even though like we all know what's up, um, where... The heart rate from the app is it's been out of range, so they have Yui analyze. Uh, and I, I will remind you, Yui, uh, Kirito and Asuna's daughter, uh, she she is able to hack into anything at any time for any reason. Uh, basically, she unless the plot the, says otherwise. Yeah, yeah. The officers were like, "Man, wouldn't it be awesome if we just had magic in the real world?" And we're like, "Yeah, but call it hacking. Like, as long as we." Call magic a different name. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, so that's what Yui's here for. Yui analyzes everything, figures out w- what's going on everywhere. Um, I'm going to basically skip all the investigative shit because it's all bad. Yep. 
Um, and then it like it all just explains what I explained to you in five seconds of they transferred him, but then they took him to their own thing attached to Soul Two. Oh, yep. Cool. Uh, we meet a woman. Um, her name is Rinko Kajiro. Good old Rinko. Uh, she was fucking the dude behind the original Sao. Okay. Okay. It's yes, that's true. <laughs> But she was also his assistant. She was also his assistant. And the right. one that was taking care of him while he was in the game world. Because, yeah. you know, um, his body was and, there too. Yep. And so we get exposition on all of that. Uh, Asuna sends her an email asking questions, asking for some assistance. Uh, and Rinko ha- has been commissioned to go help out with the soul alicization project. So she goes there, and Rinko brings an assistant, but we don't get to see the assistant's face. Oh, what's going on? And it's like the worst Ocean's Eleven shitty heist where it's like, once they're in and confronting the dude, Asuna just takes off a blonde wig and is like, you have my boyfriend. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I will say the top comment on the one of the, on that episode is pretty great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sneaks into high tech secure facility in the middle of the ocean, removes the skies. Ha! I know your secret. Gets shot and tossed in the ocean. Roll credits. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's like literally no reason why that doesn't happen, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that like she was able to so easily bypass the top levels of of security, right? Of tech security, but Yui is just able to be like, eh, nah. What the fuck? Look, don't think about it too hard or else you'll give yourself an aneurysm, my man. Like, uh, and this is like, uh, this is a tech company, one of the biggest tech companies, out, one of the biggest, most powerful tech companies around. Yo, we can do fucking anything, dude. Uh, unless the plot says otherwise, Rem. Yeah. Don't you remember uh, everything that happened in the second half of the first season? No, oh, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> Episode six, we get, uh, now, now we transition into the expert explaining the the world and all of the jargon about the soul and all that uh which we've covered multiple times but let's just hear it for like a solid five minutes now but hey rev you also get questions of what is living thrown in on top oh of it. god yeah they're they they're they're like what is life and they have that terrible like well i mean even if it's completely sentient and completely a person and does in fact feel pain and pleasure and has a mind just as complex as our own. I mean, they're not, they they aren't like physical people, so fuck them, right? <laughs> it's the same thing, like, you've seen a billion times. It, it feels very much, uh, uh, David Cage, oh. uh, uh, what was it called? Detroit um, Become Human? Yeah, it, it feels very yeah. much Detroit Become Human, where it's like, ah, well, we're supposed to be bigoted, you know? So here we are. We're just oh, being yeah. bigoted. And the good guys are going to be like, well, that's obviously fucked up. But the bad guys are going to be like, no, because I'm a baddie. <laughs> Is it okay if we drop the spicy hot take that I don't think either of us enjoyed Detroit Becoming Human? <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, it it's trash. It It's beautiful. It is beautiful very game. pretty. But it is objectively what, what, garbage. It's it's David Cage. Yeah. Um, he has great ideas. Some, but not even that. He has often he has interesting ideas. Yes, interesting and, is a better word for it. Yeah. Uh. So we get more of that exposition. Um. A lot of exposition. Uh. They want to copy newborn souls into the seed and grow them up there. 
uh, and also use it for military purposes. I, I'll be honest, with all of the exposition dump, I sort of lost the plot here. I, it was just... Here, I can summarize for you. <laughs> Essentially, what they want is uh, to create true AI. Uh, and the AI that had been Which, can we to... talk a moment, like, being like, oh, we want to create true sentient AI, which also has already existed in this world canonically. Yes, But yes, they're like, but... no, but this is, like, truer than true. This is, like, the realer than real. Yeah, the, the way they explain it, Rem, is uh, what has been created to this point is top-down, which means that it's, like, a feat of programming. And it's not perfect because you can't use it to kill people. Uh, is the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing. So they're trying to do it bottom up by taking like what is essentially human souls and raise. They're basically making child soldiers without the bodies. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's their goal. Uh, but, but and then they're like, we can fight wars without death, but also with I don't. Yeah, no, there's still gonna be death, like, cause I mean, hey, y'all, guess what? If you put a soul in a machine, guess what? That soul is probably still alive to an extent. Like the their ideology makes no sense, but they talk about it like they explain it in way too much detail that makes no sense. Also, this does still appear to be a world that has not seen any wars recently, from what we can tell. Because <laughs> yeah, all we amazing. know about this world is what Kirito has seen. <laughs> yep. Uh. So. Oh, uh, by the way, can, apparently, can... apparently, uh, <laughs> this is only going to happen a couple of years from us from now. So, and apparently, yeah, Sword Art Online is ready, happening dude. this year. So, like, we got we got to be prepared, man. <laughs> uh, the ensemble briefly chats about all of this that's going on. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, more exposition. More, I'm I'm just skimming through my notes, and it's all exposition in this episode. Oh yeah, no, for um, like five and six is nothing but exposition. You're fine. Oh, okay, here we go. At one point, Asna and uh, Ringo, uh, they have a chat about uh, about Kaiba, the guy, you know, the one who committed genocide. Kaiba, and think, yeah. uh, whatever. You're, you're uh, mistaking then, him for the the amazing card game player. Oh, such a more interesting character, easily. Uh, so uh, Ringo is like I know that I really fucked up um, and I was going to kill him, but I just couldn't. And, you know, it's I'm really struggling. And at the end, like, she'll have a dream of him or something, or maybe it's real. Who knows? Ooh, mysterious. Um, But then Asuna. <laughs> um, it's okay, the... Rem. This is a safe place. You can say it. In one of the worst pieces of dialogue I've ever heard. Yes. yes. Ever, I think. Uh... Asuna wants to comfort Rinko. And it's like, hey, even though you helped to commit literal genocide <laughs> on thousands of people, yeah. um, causing unimaginable pain, and you, you, you did, you, you let, let's let's be clear, you were complicit in that. However, I did find my boyfriend in that game, so maybe it's not all bad. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> That is not how you said that. <laughs> I mean, that's how the phrase goes, right? Needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. It, it, it's like being like, look, I understand that Hitler was a bad dude. <laughs> However, one of the survivors is my grandma and I love her. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> it's like the worst handled, most tone deaf line. It, I was, just, I, I genuinely, my jaw dropped to the floor. Like it, it went down. 
I could not fathom what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and this all could have been avoided if Reki had a real reason for Kayaba doing what the fuck he did Cause, in the Because even, place. like, you might think, oh, well, we might get a reason because while, before, right? Yeah. The big bad, when they got to the top, it was like, I don't even remember anymore, right? Right. But that implies that there was a reason initially, so we get a flashback, and and Rinko is like, hey, so why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, what, what what is this all going to be for? And even then, he's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck knows what's going on? <laughs> what the fuck is this show? <laughs> Reki, you are fucking with me. You are just fucking with me, sir. Uh, anyway, uh, the only other th- weird thing in this episode is that we learned that the Flucked Light, which is the soul, basically. Which is, is still also a very stupid name. Apparently, it's a quantum field now. Just because they were like, I don't know, throw a little bit more jargon at it. <laughs> hey, yeah, quant- if you say anything that's like fifth dimension quantum physics, the sci-fi nerds will eat that shit up and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Even though that doesn't make any fucking sense and they're just say- agreeing because it makes them sound smart. It's like... Uh, this seems like a really dumb plot hole. Ah, uh, but quantum field. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. No, okay. I'm in now. <laughs> uh, so episode seven. Uh, oh, it's also been established that the Alicization world moves a lot faster than the real world. Yes. Right? Because they so can that's... manipulate the soul easier, which I don't y'all, know, y'all, um... y'all, this could have been done with the brain. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Genuinely, they, they just... They really felt the need for some type of power creep, but in the sense it's like realism creep, but they had already gone to the top, right? Right. Whereas power creep can theoretically be unlimited, the like realism scale, it caps at 100%, and they already did it. Uh, so yeah. there's just one, no room to move one, here, one thing but they that, did it anyway. One thing that we're probably going to get an email about that I'm going to nip it in the bud right now. Uh, part of uh, part of the reason uh, she did what she did was because she had a bomb placed in her chest as well, Rinko. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we get a very long shot of a scar and like both of her boobs. But then uh, does, yeah. I think she has some dialogue that she's like she was very confident all along that it wouldn't go off or some shit. Yeah, no, like she's still complicit, but she did still have a bomb in her chest. Like it, that's sure. like the those are the two th- that that just so we don't get the emails. I'm not saying it's a good reason. I'm just saying it's, but, yeah. it's just something that we should bring up. <laughs> people people will think that it, for some reason, refutes our points. It doesn't. Um, and, Because, uh, what, and genuinely, I've learned this. If I make a point, but I don't mention something tangentially relevant to that point, people will bring it up, even though it doesn't refute what I said. Which is why I but, just brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so, uh, continuing on, we go back into the Alicization Soul world. Uh... Yujiro and, and Kirito, they wake up and th- we see that they're in the central city. So it's very clear that like time has passed. They have different outfits. Um, but in case you were confused, right? You're in case you're like, whoa, why are they in a different setting with different clothes? I've never seen a time skip before, especially not in Sword Art Online. Especially after they explain that uh, time moves faster in that world. Oh man! In case somehow all of that was missed, one of the first pieces of dialogue is. They're they're walking down a market, right? And one turns to the other and is like, wow, I can't believe it's been two years since we left that village and went to the central city. Oh, yeah. And do you remember all that stuff that's happened in the meanwhile? <laughs> 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 I fucking hate this show, dude. 
<laughs> so, uh, including one of the things that happened was apparently they both competed in a sword tournament and they both won. I don't know how both of them won. I don't know how that works. But Look. both of them, it wasn't tag. It was not a tag team tournament. To be clear, it was just it was one on one. But both of them won. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No. But like, let me let me let me just reiterate. Uh, volumes nine through fourteen of the light novels. <laughs> Uh, so, and I haven't read light novels because I don't hate myself that much. Uh, I'm willing to bet that we probably skipped a whole novel. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been nice if with all, uh, if you, if you just removed like a third of all of the exposition and we had an episode or two on that sword tournament could have been interesting probably wouldn't have been but would have been more interesting than exposition probably either way a two-year time skip is quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, concerning yeah, this yeah, is the two, second time this has happened. Well, and once again, especially with how it's handled. Yes. Because it's one thing to have a two-year time skip. But then you're like, okay, so we can see the growth. And it's like, well, no, we still want to like show you everything that happened, but like in a shitty way. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, no, cool, One dude. piece has a time skip and it's beloved. So everything that has a time skip these days is like, ah, time skips are cool now, right? It's not. Uh, we, we meet uh, Liana, who is uh, the mentor of uh, Kirito. Um, and we learn, we learn something else about, uh, about this world, about the sword play, huh? And it's that, uh, confidence mm. boosts your power to an extreme degree. Uh, basically, you know, the, the creators of Alicization, they had read the secret and just wanted to make it a game mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were like, yeah, if you believe you can win, you probably have you have a much stronger ability to, and then later it's like not just confidence, but any strong emotion strong and imagination, yeah. um, no, even like, like conceit or some shit. Um, Ram, it wasn't the secret they read; it was Gurren Lagann watched, <laughs> which I still stand by. Does it way better uh, and in a more meaningful way because the show is about confidence, uh, which uh, I'm not going to listen to any thoughts you might have on that right now because I don't need to get angry at you. I need I hey, need to focus all my anger at the show. I, I'll, I'll give the hot take. Grin Lagan, better than Sword Art Online. <laughs> I'll take it for I'll, now. I'll, 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 I'll take I'll it for now. now. I'll take it for um, now. So we hear that uh, Kirito spars with Liana, right? And Kirito now, for some big reason isn't the best swordsman of all time. This is using the the, the egg engine. Yes. So, like, Kirito has his skills. He has his ability. But for some reason, he sort of doesn't sometimes. Uh, I hate to break it to you, bud, but it's mostly because he... <sighs> you're gonna hate this. He's mostly holding back. Yeah, and that that's brought up where, yeah. like, oh, his, his teacher wins. And at first it's like, oh, yeah, so cool. But then his teacher's like, oh, but I know that the only reason I won is you're actually, like, super, you're, like, so talented, actually. You're like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Um, So, yeah, we, we have that shit. Yeah, um, no, and also. Yeah, and why is he holding back? Because. 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 That's it. Like, it, it is established he's holding back. Never for a reason. Yeah, also, like... Genuinely, I think the reason is, like, to make the audience feels, feel like he's less overpowered sometimes. Yeah, which is hilarious, because, uh, like, after watching the series and scouring comments on individual episodes, uh, everybody's like, y'all, just give him a second sword already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which, speaking of, he, he ends up in this episode also. Uh, he, he needs a, a nice 
dark blade, right? So using the cursed tree from before, a blacksmith is able to turn it into a nice uh, dark sword for him. Um, because we can't have anything different. And so he, he gets that sword and the blacksmith is like, but it's going to cost you unless you can lift it up and then I'll give it to you for free. And so that is what happens. Um, we also get some exposition from Liana talking about this guy Volo, right? And Volo, oh man, he is just so damn talented and Liana is going to have to compete against him at the end of the school term or whatever. Uh, but he's just, he's real good and dangerous, right? Um, we also meet a couple uh, of other characters, uh, Rias and Humbert. Uh. And so Rias and Humbert, their characters are, wow, they're, they're such assholes. Um, and that's it. That, that's it. That's what they do. Um, we will be talking about them more later. And it'll involve a content warning. We haven't had yeah. one of those in a while. Yup. Uh. So, uh, all this shit happens, and uh, now, and I still think this is real dumb, uh, Kirito tries for a five-hit combo with his new sword and can't quite make it, which is still... I, th I think I talk shit on this in, like, original SAO and how it feels like it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, the explanation for it is uh, either he doesn't have enough willpower mixed with his sword is not quite good enough. Those are the two big reasons right there. Which neither make sense. No. Uh, nonetheless, uh, at that moment, Volan, Volo shows up and uh, Kirito uh, stains uh, Volo's jacket. And so Volo's like, all right, you would normally get punished real bad, but I'll tell you what, let's just let's have a friendly little spar. Except it's not a friendly spar. We get some weird exposition about how Volo has a family rule that the blood of others empowers his sword. All right. Sure. And that's why he likes to use real swords. And so the match starts, and uh, immediately Volo starts with Secret Skill Avalanche. <laughs> and let me describe Secret Skill Avalanche, all right? <sighs> he, hold, he holds a sword in two hands, right? And we see this happen two or three times as we see Volo. Yep. Gra Two-handed sword, right? Yep. Lift it up above, above your head, straight up, right? Yep, yep, yep. Hold. Okay, doing it. Doing Keep right. holding. All right, I got it. It's my arms are getting tired, but I'm holding oh, it. Yeah, hold for longer than you think reasonable in a sword battle where you are leaving everything vulnerable. Copy. And then no. finally strike down. All um, right, copy. I see the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's just like his default position. He's <laughs> holding it way up over his head and waving. I guess. Yeah. And he stays there. Like there's awkward pauses where he's just chilling like that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Kirito goes in and they, they spar and he's, he tries to deflect the shot, but Volo's entire family, their power is behind this strike. Uh, so Kirito, I, I'm being completely honest when I say this, uses the powers of imagination and friendship to power up his blade and he strikes Volo once and then a draw is called immediately. The match is stopped. Um, no, I don't really understand exactly why oh yeah not only that man but it also makes his sword longer <laughs> yeah it does it makes the sword longer you know imagination and friendship hey hey who who, who needs anything else when you got those am i right yeah hey, uh, hey, you gotta make your sword longer somehow that's a good hey. way to do it so yeah uh the, the match is ended and called in a draw um and liana is like well like multiple characters are like 
wow. Leanna goes up to him and is like, wow, it was amazing to see a fight with all of your power. Motherfucker did one move. <laughs> like, Kirito did one proper strike, and Leanna's like, holy shit, I've never seen anybody swing a sword before. <laughs> the power is unbelievable. <laughs> Wait till she I, sees he has a two swords, except he doesn't, because yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Rem. Uh, where I'm at right now, they're just waiting for an excuse for Yu-Gi-Oh to give uh, <laughs> Kirito. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're just oh, waiting yeah. for that moment. And they are, oh, it's going to be so masturbatory when it happens. Yup. So, uh, we get exposition on different styles with Liana. Uh, essentially, there's a bunch of different styles. How are they different? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, at one point, Kirito runs into uh, the posh bullies, Rios and Humbert, uh, at night. And they, they're like, oh, here's a gift. And it's flowers that Kirito was taking care of. You may think, when was Kirito taking care of flowers? Aha, there was one scene where he was taking care of flowers. That's it. And now there's, and then there's like some long exposition about everything the flowers mean to him now that they're ruined. Yeah. Like once again, would have been cool if this had been, like we should feel like it's impactful in the moment that it's given, not... Kirito checks, he goes, sees his flowers are ruined. He thinks, oh man, this is actually like really sad because actually these flowers were super meaningful. I don't know if you guys knew. They're actually like super meaningful. So this is, this is fucked up. Um, and then he starts crying and a voice from the heavens opens up and uses glowing flower magic to make all of the flowers glow and the flower, his flowers are reborn. Cool. <sighs> Fast forward a little bit. Uh, Liana is is fighting against Volo and she beats him and she graduates top rank and then uh Kirito and Yujio become elite disciples uh so it's, they they get promoted to what like Liana and Volo were at uh and and we move on now if that all felt insanely rushed it is yep. <laughs> it is wildly rushed that bit but hey we got glowing flowers uh episode 9 we're almost there y'all we're, we're almost we're, there we're, so almost there and almost through the longest part of the discussion yet, probably. Yeah, I, I will say, like I say, we're almost there. Episode ten is going to take a minute, but yeah. <laughs> episode nine, you will, we'll, we'll try to move on through here. Uh, and it's more you, Stephen King bully shit. I guess, I guess we should do the content warning now because the themes are introduced. Yes, in episode uh, nine. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, content warning: uh, if you are at all sensitive to the uh, discussion of sexual assault, uh. Y'all, it's okay to leave the podcast here because yep. uh, we're going to probably talk about the most egregious example of uh, sexual assault in this entire anime. And, and, and you'll already recall, like, this anime, it's it's tried before. Yes, on several occasions and has been very bad on several occasions. And what's coming up is easily the worst Uh Stacked on top of the fact that I, I'll even sprinkle this little nugget in right now. Uh, Reki Kawahara himself has apologized to the VAs of the people involved because of how uh, he wrote this originally. Thank God. You know what? Good. Yeah. Uh, like so I said, I don't think Reki's right. a bad dude. I just think he's an awful author. Yujiro and Kirito talk about like what drives them, right? Um, sort of like talking about how confidence was initially the thing that led to power, but also we can see, like, people have different stuff, imagination, power, conceit, whatever. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! decides he's driven by Alice, basically. Yep. Uh, power boners saves us again. Yep. Uh, Rias and Humbert talk shit to Yu-Gi-Oh! And Yu-Gi-Oh! challenges Humbert uh, 
to to a little bit of a, a spar, um, which uh, Ujo gets the upper hand, uh, but Ryos calls it in a draw and is like, no, stop. Um, there's a, a scene, a really forced scene, where Kirito teaches Yu-Gi-Oh the phrase, the English phrase, stay cool. <laughs> and it's really forced. And uh... I, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, it just means, like, be calm. Sometimes, like, way to say goodbye. And they have a moment where it's like, oh, but you, you don't, like, say it every time to say goodbye. Just for, like, the real goodbyes. So it, they're, they're going to have some, like, quote-unquote emotional moment later. I can almost guarantee it. Where, uh, where Yu-Gi-Oh will then tell Kirito to stay cool and they'll be like, oh no, because it's a real goodbye. Oh my god, so touching. But this scene is like super forced. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> Which is not a good thing to do when you're when you've been watching the show like recently. Yeah. yeah. Um they now uh Kirito and Yu-Gi-Oh, they have their own uh pages, their own people that they're mentoring, right? And so they have a picnic with them. Um and their pages uh, let me describe them for a moment. So Kirito's page. So that sums her up. And <laughs> Yuji... No, no, no. She also likes Kirito. <laughs> but, and, and then uh, Yujio's page uh, doesn't want to get married unless it's to Yujio. So that covers it. Um, yeah. I mentioned Gen cringing earlier. Once again. Yeah. Once, once again. I wish I was exaggerating here. That is their characterization. Uh, at this picnic, we get way too much exposition about nobility and ranks. Yep. And it's like, oh, why is this all here? And it's here to, like, poorly justify how episode 10 is written. <sighs> but it's, like, really shitty anyway. Like, it's there to make it seem like episode 10 makes any sense, but I'll, it still doesn't really. Right. Uh, and it's, like, way too much bullshit exposition about the nobility ranks. Uh, then, at one point... The, the young girls who are the pages, they ask a favor to help another page, Frenica, because her elite disciple, Humbert, is being an asshole. And they're like, oh, yeah, what, what's going on? And when, well, Kirito has one scene where he's like, hey, y'all, civil disobedience, sometimes you got to break the rules. And that's the right thing. Uh, and the show feels like really proud of it. Like the show feels about as proud as this as it did about like being like, hey, Maybe if AI is completely sentient and has feelings and emotions and is like a person, maybe we should take that into consideration. And like thinking it's such a, a bold and novel proclamation, right? Uh, it, it thinks it's doing the same thing here. Uh, Recky read Civil Disobedience by Thoreau and was like, holy shit, no one has ever, ever thought these things before. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and, and with, with Frenica... At this point, it's just heavily implied, though later it's outright stated, that Humbert is abusing his authority to make Frenica uh, do sexual favors for him. Uh, and so, n let, let me give you all a heads up. What is the worst way you can imagine on how to handle this case where someone confronts you and says, Hey, I have a friend who is being abused. Can you help? Now, let me tell you what you under no circumstances want to do while also saying what the show does. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. They just sort of go hand in hand. Here. Yeah, you might see some parallels. So, uh, what you don't want to do is just decide to immediately go and confront the abusers. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Kirito go to confront Rice and Humbert. Uh, and then be like, hey, so we heard from these exact people 
what you are doing and that's sort of messed up um so that's what you don't want to do especially because often that can lead to the abuse getting escalated which in this case as well it does um and Rias and Humbert are like, ah, it's fine. Not even anything to worry about, right? Um, and Yujiro gets frustrated, but then Yujiro and Kirito leave. And they're like, hey, may we may have to, like, bring it up to authorities or something at some point, maybe, if things don't change. So Yujiro and Kirito leave. And uh, Yujiro once again talks to his page uh, about Frenica and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't think you need to worry about those guys. I had a brief conversation making the accusations and they denied, they, they said it wasn't even a big deal, so I'm sure they'll stop doing it. What? Mm. Excuse me? Mm. Yeah. Mm. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, mm. So yeah, uh, here's, here's a, a little tip. You need to go to authorities as soon as possible. First, first thing, first step, right? Help victim, right? If there's anything you can do to directly help the victim, especially if it is a situation that is, like, active and dangerous, right? If you can help to remove them from an actively dangerous scenario, uh, or at least help them uh, emotionally in whatever ways you can, right? Perfect. That's priority number one. Priority number two, you, th there needs to be some sense of, of uh, accountability or authority. Uh, abusers will almost never just get better by themselves. You need to hold their feet to the fire, and that usually needs some level of authority behind it. Uh, What's not going to work is a very gentle heart-to-heart -heart where you're like, hey, that's pretty fucked up. That's not going to do much, and it can make things a whole lot worse. And guess what it does in this case. Yeah. So uh, the, the scene continues on a little bit more where the UGO's page basically asks UGO to marry her later. All right, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> now we get to episode 10. Boy, oh boy. Uh, it was a dark and stormy day. That's that. I'm not fucking with you. That's how we open episode 10. Um, and the pages, the girls are nowhere to be seen. Kirito decides to go investigate a little bit. Uh, Yujiro stays back and Frenica arrives and she talks to Yujiro. And well, oh, there's a weird moment where Yujiro's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Despite like they like this is a school, right? With not a ton of people there. No, no, not many people. And somehow the swordsman calling. Yeah, and so and somehow Yujiro has just never met Frenica. Yeah. Sure. But he or sees know her who the heck they're talking about, you know, even though they're yeah. friends with his personal page and his Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going page. on here? Yeah. Uh, so uh, they, they chat, and uh, Frenica's like, oh, yeah, um, the other girls went to go talk to Humbert and Rias on my behalf because things have continued and have just gotten worse. Like, things didn't stop because, of course, they didn't. Um. And all right, all right, how to talk about this next bit. Uh, Yujiro goes, he confronts Humbert and Rias, and they they go and they bring Yujiro to the bedroom, where on the bedroom, tied up, are the girls. And uh, the, the bullies are like, you can't break the taboo index, which as it has been like sort of loosely defined, means you can't do anything against what I say because I am nobility. Yeah, like Rem, I have all the te the known tenets, let's say, of the taboo index on hand. Would you like me to read them to you? Sure, sure. Okay, so because the show thus far doesn't. Yes, they casually drop a few things here and there. They drop them when they're relevant. Yes. They're like, ah, shit! Look, this is gonna be plot relevant in a minute. So 
Yes. <laughs> you should know it. Uh, so one second. Da, 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 da. All right. So the way it works, Rem, is that every uh every artificial fluctlight in this world uh adheres to the taboo index, which is uh hard coded into their right eye. Um, and uh they cannot physically. Oh, so that's what the fuck happens. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, and they cannot physically defy... Wait a uh, fucking minute. Then why did nothing happen to Alice when she broke the taboo index? Uh, All right, I didn't do shit. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where sometimes bad writing happens. <laughs> 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 and I think it's just a general case of it's possible to accidentally break a taboo, but it's not possible to, like, actively break it, usually, unless there's enough willpower. Because, <laughs> again, everything is powered by willpower. <laughs> I yeah, no. Uh, so that's that's what that's what the shit is going on with the uh, the anime code eye there. Uh, here are the known clauses, and even the wiki is like, hey, these are the ones that we actually know. Uh, you got to be loyal to the Axiom Church. That's the government there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unless another clause applies, you cannot reduce the life points of another person. Okay. Okay. You may not claim an item that belongs to others without permission. Uh, it only applies to humans. Uh, all children must be taught the clauses of the the index. Which is wild because some of them happen automatically. Apparently, uh, not any anyone. You're not allowed to go past the uh, mountain range uh, at the edge of the human empire, so the dark territory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I shit you not. This is one that'll definitely come up later, and you're gonna lose your fucking mind when if it does. Uh, one cannot kiss another person's lips unless they are married. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I shit you not. That is one written here. Uh. Yeah, you can't uh, enter any swamps that are the source of diseases. Uh, <laughs> you can't hunt more animals than permitted. Uh, you cannot abandon your sacred tasks during work days. Uh, you cannot take up too many tasks, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, one cannot hunt for animals if they have the sacred task of hunt, unless they have. Yeah, you have to be a, a sacred task of hunter if you want to hunt. So that first one about hunting animals doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah. Uh, Deliberately destroying items that are sold in in a shop is against the taboo index. It is against yep. the taboo index to not pay for an item that was broken accidentally. The owner sure. can excuse an accidentally broken item, uh, and then the taboo <laughs> index isn't broken. Uh, it cannot run away after committing a crime. Uh, deliberately destroying goods that belong to others against the taboo index. Obstructing the noble's right to judge is not allowed. Those are all of them. And so when this falls in obstructing the noble's right to judge... Which you may think, listeners, what exactly does that mean? I don't, I don't, I don't really yeah, know myself. Yeah, and there's apparently like like local sub laws as well. And so the fact of the matter is, is like, hey, because they're out, they're nobles and they outrank you, they can just say, hey, I'm using this right. You can't do shit, so you have to stay put. Which I don't know, man. Plus, what what I also don't like uh, uh, about all of this, yes, is I I hate when it's like, oh, they're bad. How do you know they're bad? Well, they're they're they they do nothing but be bad and kill puppies and that's them oh man look how bad they are one super bland characterization two not how that works in real life uh and then three leads to scenes like this so continuing on um yugio and humbert are like yeah um we're gonna rape these girls and you're okay. gonna watch and you can't correction not yugio and humbert uh Reyes no yeah not yugio <laughs> Like that <laughs> big difference over. there, bud. Yu-Gi-Oh U- has a crazy character changer. No, uh, yeah, Ryus and Humbert say that, and Yu-Gi-Oh just has to watch, and I'm a noble, so fuck you. Yes. And so 
Yujo's physically stopped, kind of. And the scene lasts way too fucking long, dude. Yeah, and it's framed in a very unfortunate way is the way I will phrase it. Yeah, it's just handled absolutely horrendously. It's almost cartoonish in effect. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but it's like super fucked up. And the show like the show knows that it's fucked up, but still doesn't handle it tactfully. Right. Um, it's like, it's like you're going and you're talking about like a real serious issue, right? Yeah. And so you're like, hey, war, it decimates families. People lose the ones they love. And then you have like a cartoon Satan pop up and he attacks everybody. And it's like, I, I understand that you think you're, you're pointing out how bad this is, but you, with all due respect, you don't know shit about shit and you're not doing this responsibly <laughs> it's like th- this isn't the way you send the message you think you're sending uh so and then overall i i will just add to this i truly hate how sword art online every season treats gender relations right Ooh, yeah because it's like hey we have powerful women right they're capable but then it's also like but like any any actual woman is 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 reliant on a man and like super damsel in distress and also subject to sexual assault often um that the boys need to save them from and and that's just how that goes like the gender relationships of sword art online are so dumb and reductionist and like not just wrong of reality not just morally wrong but also just wrong for storytelling like it is wrong on all of those fronts um, and not to mention the fact that the gross fact of the word is uh, these page characters were essentially written so that uh, Kirito and Yujo would have a reason to break the index. Yeah, to be clear, in case we haven't made it evident enough, the purpose of these two girls, who, as I've established, they have no character, um, their purpose is to get sexually assaulted by two guys whose purpose is to sexually assault them. Like, the bullies don't have more characterization than this. The pages don't have more characterization than this. These are all just characters that exist for this scene. This is exclusively why they were written. That's terrible writing, and also what the fuck. Yeah. Like, it, it, y'all, it says something that Reki himself has come down and apologized, like, to, yeah. about this. Like, you, you know... It's bad when an author is like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, whoopsie. Whoops, uh, I made a mistake, when, when, and I made a lot of money off of this. I should apologize. Like, think of the rest of Sword Art that he hasn't apologized for. That, like, yeah. So, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! finally is able to break the taboo index, and his fucking eye explodes. Um, his eye explodes because the the er- errors and whatnot. He chops off Humbert's arm, and there's a bunch of blood... Um, and once again, it, like the blood that's here, this is a shock scene, right? That's the purpose. It's look at all of this blood. Look at this despicable thing that's happening. This show, it's it's a cheap shock scene that's poorly written. And that's it. Uh, Rios is like, oh, okay, well now I can kill Yu-Gi-Oh. Perfect. Which it should also be uh, pointed out. Uh, the only reason the girls exist and this is happening is because the boys are like, we were going to get back you, Yu-Gi-Oh. That's it. That that's the purpose, um, because once again, the girls they are just a plot device. Yeah, very openly. I mean, uh, 
And we do get to see something that's kind of graphic. We do get to see Yu-Gi-Oh's face explode. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh's face explodes. He chops off the arm. Then uh, Rias is right about to behead uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, who now can't do anything again, I guess. Uh, but he saved it at the last minute by Kirito. And then Kirito, uh, he chops off the the hands of Rias, and Rias ends up dying. Um, and then the naked, bald judgment portal opens up and is like, cool, there's been a murder, which has been what the dude behind this has been waiting for all this time. Um, then we move on. Uh, the next day, it's like, oh, they might like get in some major trouble or something. They wake up the next day. Who knows what the fuck happened to the pages? Fuck them. Who knows? Um, just disregard them, you know? Uh, they heal Yu-Gi-Oh's eye, and they're like, all right, you got to go meet someone else now. And they go, and they're like, now we're going to go to the tower, and one day we're going to become Integrity Knights and meet Alice. But then they just meet Alice, and she's a golden knight now. And that's how we end up so 10. Yeah, so that, like, let me just uh, break down why my gut instinct was 10 episodes uh, for this part of Alicization. One, covering the most egregious scene in the whole series so far. Yeah. Uh, is important. And two, it's the best stopping point because it's this end of the quote-unquote second arc of this season. And y'all, it doesn't feel good to watch this. Like, it, like there, I am okay with liking things. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of, like, objectively not good shows that I enjoy. Uh, and same goes for Remington, too. There are probably a lot of things out there that Rem enjoys that can objectively considered not good. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even uh, uh, something that commonly gets misconstrued, right, is usually on this show, I'm talking about two things. One, is it a well-done show? Two, do I like this show, right? Right. Those are separate criteria. Right. Uh, and often I'll, I'll be like, this show is trash, right? Uh, and often that can impact my enjoyment, but it's not a one-to-one -one relationship. I can enjoy trash. Uh, and, and there's many times where I'll talk about how a show is trash and people will be like, hey, but I like it. And I'm like, yeah, but you agreed with all of my points. Like, we don't disagree here. You just have different preferences Yeah, is the thing. <laughs> and I feel like this is probably a universal, like episode 10 of this series is a universal example of what I would say is probably not okay to like. Yeah. And once again, it is not because it has these themes no. Uh, or even the, necessarily like these scenes, these things that happen. It is because of how it is all handled and from start to finish for every reason. Yeah. They fuck it up. And big time. One minor critique that I'm fairly certain is never going to be explained. Uh, you know what's missing from the taboo index there, uh, Remington? <laughs> like almost any other moral laws, uh, like plenty of moral laws, oh, including, yeah. you know. Yeah, the most the most sexual egregious assault. one is sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, from what little I know of the creation of the taboo index, because when I back when I did this research back in twenty nineteen, uh, twenty eighteen, I think is actually when it first started. You know, back when we started this podcast, I only made it to like episode fifteen originally, because yeah. I was like, yeah, that's probably more than enough for right now. I don't think we'll get any here that quickly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how the season ends yet. I'm going to finish it uh, probably tonight after we're done recording uh, against my better judgment. And something tells me, like in the back of my skull, that if we get any like more insight on the creation of the Taboo Index, there's not going to be a good reason as to why so many moral things were left out. Especially considering, I'll tell you this right now, uh, the 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 main ruler of this whole like church and world 
is in fact uh, a female. What the fuck? Yeah, that makes it less excusable. Like, I mean, you can say, hey, a lot of old, uh, old religious uh, rules and whatnot. Like, even the Ten Commandments doesn't say shit about any sexual assault, which I would also critique. Yeah. Uh, but I would also point out, my boy, th- this could have been written differently. Like, this doesn't. Oh God. It it's. I don't know, man. It, I'm fucked it, up. It is genuinely soul draining, and this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. <laughs> Yeah. So with that in mind, like it's bad. It's really bad. And guys, if you if you're like the only thing that you can think of is like, oh, but it makes us hate the guys, and uh, that's uh, and we're supposed to not like that. If you're uncomfortable during this scene, you're not uncomfortable because you hate the two uh, people committing the act. You're uncomfortable because the whole scene is very poorly written. Yeah, and and I'll also say the guys once again, as I mentioned, the bullies are also poorly written. Their whole purpose is. Wow, look at us. We are assholes. Their entire scene is to their entire purpose is to exist for this scene, not the other way around. This scene doesn't build up these doesn't build up though them as characters. This is what they were built for. And that's just not okay. <laughs> if this is supposed to be a, a fun, lighthearted popcorn show, you can't do that shit. And if the show's tried to do something serious, it's gotta handle uh, serious matters in a serious manner. It's just unfortunate. It's all I'm going to say about it. Because there's not much else me and Remington can say. Uh, just understand that, y'all, this is where it, this show drops the ball the fucking hardest. And that's saying a lot, considering how much of this fucking show we've seen. Pretty fucking rough. But that in mind, Remington, uh, what are your final thoughts on everything you've seen so far? Yup, it's sword art. What do you think of the people whose claims that this is the best season so far? Y'all are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I, I, I am trying to think how one could form that opinion, right? Right. Because to like this show, to like this season, you need to be sympathetic to sword art tendencies. But if you're sympathetic to sword art tendencies, I don't know what like this season has that the others don't. It's prettier. It's prettier. I. Like, and this isn't just saying, like, oh, I don't like it, so other people can't. No, I'm struggling to think of why anybody, let alone many people, would would rank this significantly higher than any of the others. Yeah. And I can't think of why that would be. Yeah, and I will say, I think people are also saying the same thing about uh, the season right after this one, which is just a continuation of the events of this stuff, as far as I know. I don't know many details about it. But every email we've gotten asking us to continue Sword Art Online since we dropped our last Sword Art Online episode has been like, hey, y'all, uh, Alicization is uh, the best it gets, and it gets really good in, un- uh, I believe the next season's called uh, War of the Underworld or something like that. Uh, so it's like, hey, y'all, uh, this is, it's uh, it only gets better from here. Genuinely, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a yeah. hard time figuring that out. And I'm the one who's usually sympathetic with the weebs. Yup. See, and, and here's the thing, but man, our Sword Art Online episodes always last so long, not just because you have me watch more of it, though that contributes, but once again, because in every episode, there's something specific and different to harp on, right? Yeah. That's why these episodes are so interesting to do. It, it's like, it, it's, there's always something new, for better or worse, and almost always worse. All right, Reb. Any guesses on the mal score for Alicization? Uh, people think, 7.8, people think it's fucking best fucking one all right so i'm gonna restore a little bit of faith in humanity for you 
Not much. Not much. Don't get your hopes too high. Little bit of faith. Uh, with 520,000 ratings, uh, Sword Art Online Alicization is sitting at 7.56. Still way too high, but, you know. Like I said, little bit. Like, that's... that's I'll take what I can get, I that's guess. That's four-tenths knocked off of your prediction, which is, hey, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but with that in mind, uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. It was a long one this time. But if you enjoyed listening to us trying desperately to explain why the why Sword Art Online is one of the most unfortunate series in existence, then you can head on over to wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I skipped whether or not you'd want to watch more again, Remington, but let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. You don't. You don't. And you wouldn't have done this if the roll of the dice hadn't gone this way. And I'm going to tell you right now, Remington, uh, I've removed Sword Art Online from the chart for now. I've shifted Attack on Titan to the natural one position because that's a natural one now, essentially. And I've replaced the natural two spot with something good. Yes, good. <laughs> Just because the more good things on that list, the higher chance the next time we do a dice roll, it's going to be in your favor because, bud, your luck can't be this bad constantly. So, yes. If you enjoyed watching us suffer through the, the tragedy that is RNG, then you can head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. They mean the world to us, and we do read every single one. But if that is not enough, you can head on over to uh, twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Remington, and Dylan occasionally play video games, and lately I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. Yes, I know I have a problem. But if that is not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can access all kinds of lovely bonus material, including the opportunity to be perfect, uh, personally thanked on the show by Remington. So, Remington, who are we thanking this week? As always, we'd like to send our <laughs> to our bland bitch protagonists and our magical girls who we really appreciate. But moving on, all right, all right, I got this, I got this. You got I'm this, so man. We're almost there right now, dude. Don't uh, worry, I've we, got we, something good like for to... you planned next week. I, I promise. <laughs> we would like to thank our yandere waifus who are surgically implanting a bomb to go off if we ever leave them. And on that list, we have. Alex, Zionist Demon School of Law and Home Defense for Home Rule, Xanax, Yontosaurus Rex, Yandere Neko, you hear, why Shon, why Sean? What are you doing, Step Sean? Uh, walk me home gently, wacky hypotheticals, update on the proposal, she said yes, it's all coming together now, mwahaha, I mean yay, so um yeah, that's a thing. Yuliana, Trenton Farrell, Totally God, Titan CNH, Tim Westy, The Susanator, that film guy, that was the worst throw ever of all time, Tetsuo 13, Silent Secondary, should I tell you what new white sword sets are coming out soon? I don't know unless the guy paying me to say this tells me. Uh, Shaft is producing a Ruby adaptation, so my Yang cosplay will be relevant again. Sean, can you give me a masculine meow for me, please? If not Dylan, please insert one. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. He's done. That's the best I can do. On short notice. Uh, school days and clanid for the fields. Salty pretzel. Run, she's a ghost and a bitch. Ross Palmer, right? Rhiannon Williams. Rem is a bland bitch. Sundere protagonist. Remington Merrill. Remington and Sean, it's up to you to be funny or I'm giving up and dropping out of school. No waifu, no laifu. Nick Harvey. Nando the Mando. My Afro ate my dog. Mr. Marshmallow Man. Mike the Mutilator. Mikaika Seven Hierto. Uh, Matthew Drum says Sean's a bitch, Matt02Max, Luke O, Luke Offenberger, Kazu Morocco, Casey Mosley, Cassidy, Just a Traveler, Julian Garcia, Jax, Jam Hands, It's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't oh, think about my that. God. I didn't fucking think about that. Oh, fuck. Holy oh, God. Shit. <sighs> let, let, I, let, me, let me follow up with It's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Let's watch some etchy BS. 
Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Um, oh, uh, that I think that hurt worse than the watching the anime. <laughs> You fucked me up. You, you dumb fucked me up. You, good. Hey, the di- uh, it's I the rem- dice this time. It's not me. It's the dice. <laughs> I remington redact my statements on Toradora. Also, hey, Dylan, want to fuck? Ooh. I want to drown in Rem's poop juice. I want Rem to ruin Darling in the Franks for me. I remington enjoy Moe Lolly Girls. I guess you're on keter duty. I can lend you a hand if you need it, says Miska as she lets out a sigh. Hunter Davies. Hey, everyone, come check out my new podcast, Anime Talk with Rem, where I, Rem to Chase, finally admit that I'm a massive wee. Uh, it just cuts <laughs> off to be there, so... Uh, hashtag Jordan was right. I, I understand that, that the weebs will side with him. However, also, no one no one has addressed my points, though. Uh, Glenn Michael <laughs> Dolan. Fuck of love, Fox and Boy. First, we had Linus Weenus, then Biggest Dickus. Now we have present Deletus Fetus. Now, now we present uh, Deletus Fetus, brought to you by Gugus Gagas. See, what fucks me up every time is that the P is capitalized. Oh, yeah. uh, finally got my husband to admit that a boy love anime has a cute romance story. Now to make him watch... Di- Dekaichi and ruin that thought. Uh, Farmer Weeb's bad pickup line of the Weeb. If you were a Transformer, you'd be Optimus. Fine. Fantide, Extreme Cobra, Epic Amy, Dylan's voice, Rem's charisma, and Sean's culture would make the perfect man. Now to lure you guys into my fusion chamber. Dramatic T, Data Type, Dark Swarm 713, Dante Soriano, Daddy Dylan's yogurt doesn't taste yummy at all. Creed 13, Shy 900, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Brockhart for Geodudes, Big Blue Bear Boy, Audio Glitch, Ariel Bird, Elise Howard, AJ Honey, Adam McLaughlin, 24 weeks of to pure electric, 480 HP, 600 pound foot of torque, warning your warning your 799 episodes away, oh, man, you're, you're on the updates, uh, Vincent Calabrese, Tim Dulu has taken Cedar City and Ice Age declare the Simon Theater is magnificent. Stay tuned as Team Dulu slowly takes Utah. Jesus. Uh, stick me. Oh, wait, no. Where? Oh, fuck. I wear a boy was a tear and I didn't even realize. Oh, reverse, this episode reverse. really fucked you up, didn't it? We're in the boy. We're in Hogwarts, y'all. And everybody, they're going to go through this magical school. You guys will become an Alice in Wonderland character. So, warning your 799 episodes away, you have become Bill. He's a lizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vincent Calabrese, you get to become the Dodo. Uh, so, you get that thesaurus ready. Uh, Team Dulu. A second Cedar City, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you get the March Hare. That's who you are. All right. Um, Stick Meat. You are going to become the mouse. Uh, the very, very frightened the mouse. mouse. Nope. Nope. Just the mouse. Nope. Just, just the mouse. Just the mouse. Yep. Silk Inspector. He's the door mouse. There's more you than see. one mouse. Yes, there's the mouse and the door mouse. This has just been established, Sean. I, I look. My only. Reference to anything else in Wonderland lately has been this anime, so you know, I fuck do I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Rivas, you are Kirito. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rat Visa, the finish, and the judge, jury, and executioner. Um, I mean, being the judge, jury, and executioner, uh, you are going to be the queen of hearts. Pocket Gamer 513, you get to be the frog footman, PL Mayor. You are the pigeon. So you're you're very angry. Uh, MT the poet. You are gonna be the mock turtle. Momo the griff. You have become the caterpillar. Mike wants an overlord review. Mike, you've become the mad hatter, a crowd favorite. Uh, Miguel Delion. You are the griffin. Marcus Mitchell. You get to be the very esteemed white rabbit. Maitawa says, if you ever review Monogatari series, I insist on three arcs rule. You get the knave of hearts. Accused of stealing the queen's tarts, if you know what I mean. 
Uh, Inuyasha <laughs> is my favorite cryptid. It says, is your name Yuki because you know I'm crazy for you. You get to become uh, all of the playing cards. Every single goddamn one of them. Uh, Irem would just like to let everyone know that I suck and that I'm a girl and I like ribbons in my hair. Sigh. And then it's cut off. Hey, uh, wrong with that. It, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh... I mean, these things are categorically false, but if they were true, that'd be all right. Yeah, no, gender stereotypes are bullshit anyways. Um, you get the cook, the very the cook that makes everyone sneeze. You know, as a ball of sunshine, you get uh, Alice's sister. Hey, kids, throws biscuit into abyss. Fetch, you, you're just Alice. Congrats. Wow. Uh, Harrison, you are the king of arts. Gay as fuck, but without the fuck, because I'm ace, you are the Cheshire cat. Fisherman from Norway, you get the Duchess. The unfortunately ugly Duchess. Derpy Pangu, you are going to be uh, the duck competing against Beethoven 1201, a.k.a. Izumi, who will be the lorry, and Anime Girl, who will be the eaglet. They're all they're all racing each other. Um, then we get to Anchoy 4. Ah, uh, shit. You're going to be Johnny Depp. Ha <laughs> ha! All, I always run out, even when I think, like, oh, I have so many. All Father's Cursed Fact of the Week. I'm running out of Cursed Facts. Dylan, could you please add one on my, in on my behalf? Cursed Fact of the Week. If you're a boulder climber who also participates in autoerotic asphyxiation, you are 33 times more likely to die while masturbating than from falling to your death. Um, you get the rock. Some may say, hey, Remington, that's not a roll. Tell that to fifth grade me, all right? I played a great rock in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> I always took for a tree kind of guy. See, that's, that's what I was going for. Oh, uh, well, of course. Aaron Hegland, you get Tweedledee. Uh, Tuesday, Sean, I have to show you my rule 34 of UE. It is my favorite of my many folders. You get Tweedledum. Um, and dash dot 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 dash dot 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 dash dot dot dash dot dash dot 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 dash 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 dot dash dash dot dot dash dot 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 dash dot 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 dash dot dash dot dash 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 dot dot dash dot dash dot walls from Lord Brockdoof you get the greatest of all the Cheshire Badoof so there we go now we move on into the greatest of all tiers the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, and boy, has this expanded, so I need to figure this out. Um, you know, it's a it, nice it's, problem to have, it's a yes. very nice problem to have. Um, um, I will give you each an Alice in Wonderland quote that you must live your life by. Oh, god, um, and I will do so, of course, as Joey Wheeler. So, we start with X Boosh. X Boosh, here's how you need to live your life off with their heads, just fuck them, just <laughs> kill them all, man. <laughs> I don't uh, think you can advise that, Ram. Next up, we have Wanna Go Have Seas on a Baby. Here's how you need to live your life. Why, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. Who needs logic and rationality? Get rid of it all. Live fundamentally irrationally. If that, something makes sense, it's wrong. Oh, fuck. Uh, Sean, we should watch Helsing a Bridge next week. Uh, the way to live your life is... It's no use going back to yesterday because I was a different person then. Uh, you know, just just solid advice there. There you go. Yeah, no, that, Keep that, moving that, forward. That one, that one tracks. That one's okay. Magic ice ball. We're all mad here. Uh, so, you know, just gently fall into insanity. Uh, like, like we have. Yes, yes. Uh, this show will help. Uh, Logan Young. All right, Sean, this, this is a collab. Is it? 
I need you to say I don't think. Okay. Uh, hey, Yugs, uh, I don't think. I, then you shouldn't talk. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> think, think before you speak, Logan. Uh, to my dear old mom, it takes all the running you can do to keep the same place. If you want to get somewhere else, you got to run at least twice as fast as that. Um, work, workaholic. Never stop working, ever. Um, Coral, Coral Empire. It would have made a dreadfully ugly child, but it makes rather a handsome pig. Uh, see, so it's all about perspective is what's that saying. And also, find yourself a handsome pig. Uh, <laughs> it worked for... No, not going to make that joke. Never mind. Uh, Black cell, not the white one. Uh, you get the way to live your life. And what is the use of a book without pictures or conversation? Uh, you know, so just just see the world, talk about the world, but never read about the world. Uh, and last but not least, going above and beyond, we have Dylan Hayden. Uh, and you are going to get my favorite Alice in Wonderland quote. Levels are just numbers. In this world, strength is just an illusion. There are more important things. But that, that's definitely from Alice in Wonderland. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for tuning into this, like, it might it might hit two hours. Uh, we'll see. Uh, episode. Uh, if you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com uh, to send happy photos. Where Please help me. Please. Yeah, no, please send us cute pictures. We love that. Uh, but with that in mind, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you all very much. We do this for you. <laughs> And as always, don't fuck your sister. I pin you down and straddle you, then you pin me down and straddle me. Like, that's the kind of wrestling we're going for here. You also have a system within your body of very small microtubules. In those microtubules, it's pure cum. I'm a slut for a good roll table. I don't like you. I want to kill you. Uh, Irem would just like to let everyone know that I suck and that I'm a girl and I like ribbons in my hair. These things are categorically true. I understand that Hitler was a bad dude. However...